Hello, Annie. Hello, Joe Rogan. The leopard theme. You have leopard jackets. Today you have a leopard top. Is this just coincidental or is there something to this? Well, I'm a little bit white trash and I want everyone. No, I don't know. I I liked I liked married with children. You can pull this up. You don't have to. I'm a little bit. Uh, I know. I'm trying to get comfortable. Are you comfortable? I don't know. Am I? I'm nervous. <laughs> you seem comfortable. Am I supposed to be? You're fine. Not nervous. You're fine. I'm with the king. Anyway, okay. So leopard. Leopard. I like married with children. I don't know. You like I married always, with children? Peg Bundy. Well, I was gonna go for Kelly, but thank you. Uh, Kelly. I like dumb and okay. slutty, and uh, no. I do have my friend who started pegging her boyfriend in my phone as Peg Bundy. Whoa. That's her name. She started pegging her boyfriend. She got a new Who's boyfriend. Who's pe- His. I think he's gay, honestly. Uh, for I don't think, sure. Listen, if you get pegged, I'm not saying you're gay for sure, but this guy. This guy's this gay. This guy I think is gay. And what does she think? They broke up. She thinks he's gay. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. They <laughs> broke up. Why did they break up? He was emotionally unavailable because he's gay. Wow. I think he's looking for something with a dick. So, what was there other signs? With him that he might be, I don't know, I think that he just was not, He maybe he's just an emotionally unavailable guy, but he seemed to have a lot of issues around wanting to get dicks in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like maybe he needs to try maybe a less plastic one. Yeah, well he probably is already trying it, don't you think? Maybe. I mean, I don't think he just Why just would you waste your rubber? time with a rubber... Dick strapped to a woman if you could just go get maybe Jesus. Jesus made some, <laughs> some Christian stuff like you just can't. Oh yeah, can't take the real dick. Yeah, maybe it's like internalized homophobia. Or... Probably, or maybe he's just like transitionary. Like maybe two years from now he'll look back and go, "God, I used to make girls fuck me in the ass. I'm so, I was such a dickhead. Why did I do that? I should have just come out." Yeah, or maybe he likes the feminine aspects of a woman and the rock hard cock part of a dude. There's a lot of people that like that. He needs to get, there needs to be like a, well, I guess that's what a, <laughs> he needs a hermaphrodite is what yes. he needs. Well, Whitney Cummings was telling me that those sex robots, you know, you saw her special, mm-hmm. they made a sex robot, that there's, they're really popular where they have uh, a woman's body and a dick. Those ones are really popular. All right. Mm, all right. You that's get to live answer. your, you get to live your... <laughs> You're just Your greedy. You just want everything. Inside, outside, give it to me. I had a guy call into my podcast about his wife won't peg him enough, and he he's a cuck, enough? but she won't. Yeah, but she like she, she like make she like makes love to him while she pegs him, and he wants oh, to be just God. destroyed. You know, oh, Jesus Christ. And he he's a cuck, but he she won't fuck black guys. So he's just, he's oh like, I'm God. like, I feel like for what you want, you should be very grateful. You have this woman that's pretty down, but there's always more. So I'm wondering if he just wants more or if Isn't his ultimate. the same with, but just that's how it is with people. If you go back to the early days of porn, it was basically just pizza delivery men and sorority girls and, and sex and everybody had a bush. But then you look at today, everyone's gagging and slapping and yeah. choking and spitting. And not and, choking on pubes. And it's <laughs> There was none of that back then. Now it's like standard, you know? It's like everything keeps getting pushed. Boundaries keep getting pushed. Everyone's getting the fish hook, poor yeah. Z's. It's fucking Aziz weird. watched the 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 wrong porn. Aziz? Oh, Remember when he got he got in girl? trouble? He got <laughs> yeah, what a disaster. Mm. Have you seen a special? I haven't watched it yet. I watched a clip and it shot so bad. 
it's like you see him and then you see people behind him in the backstage area milling around hmm. and he's on a seat. It's so dumb. It's like there's there's doors open yeah. in the back and then people walking behind the doors. It's like some odd artistic choice to try to be like it doesn't matter that I'm up here? Yeah, like, it's no big deal. Life still goes on, even yeah. though I'm up here. Which means you were thinking that life doesn't go on, and you wanted to show people that life goes on. Dude, that's deep. You were you were insecure about how narcissistic you are, and then you tried to fight it. Well, I was thinking it was the director's choice. Or honestly. was the director? Who was the director? Was it Spike Jones? Yeah. I think he tried to do something crafty, which, you know, is kind of interesting in any other format. I mean, it'd be interesting if it was a conversation. It was just, uh, you know, two people talking and they're in a public square and you see people milling around behind them. That's not distracting. But with stand-up, the more things you have to think about other than what the person's saying, the more it's going to take away from what the person's saying. Yeah, it does feel weird to just... I mean, you know, I go on with the leopard print jacket sometimes, but I like to dig myself a little hole. Yeah, but the leopard print jacket's just cool. It's just funny. It's not distracting. It's just here she is. I like, uh, you know, I have my toy sword. I don't know if you've been around for any of those sets, but you have a toy sword. Sometimes you bring I sometimes? bring one on. You know, it's late at night. You got to wake them up. <laughs> what, you got to wake them up. Like just a, a sword just a, just a plastic sword from the toy store. I spend oh. a lot of time with props. I. <laughs> <laughs> I have fake blood on me most times. I don't know when there's gonna. I'm gonna be inspired to take a funny picture to make a prat fall. Like to make wrestling. a prat fall. Did you see the prat falls that we did? Me and uh, Stephen Randolph, one of the door guys at the comedy store. No, when was this? They you, they posted on the comedy oh, store thing. We did. No, no, I did. We you challenged did each other to to three prat falls. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Listen, after Brody died, I was like, I'm going all out. I'm experimenting. I'm having as much fun as I can. You know, obviously it's about jokes, but sometimes you gotta really just. You got to just have your time up there. The Brody one was hard on everybody. Oh, that was the Didn't worst. Didn't make any sense. That was one that it just like felt like swallowing a dry rock. Yeah. Like how? Like how's that guy gone? It just feel he was just such a big presence. And then it it's sad to, I don't want to talk too much about ayahuasca on here because I know that's what everyone does, but... Um, I did in one in when I did trip on ayahuasca, it was right after that. And it helped me a lot with that. Cause I kept thinking about how sad it was that he couldn't feel us like hugging us, him. We loved him. Yeah. Brody was loved. Like we loved that man. He was our brother, you know? For and sure. that was the sad part. I well, think. I mean, I just feel like there's no way any of us could ever understand what's in anybody else's brain. You know, I don't know what's in yours. You don't know what's in mine. It's like there, we, we assume that there's a similar thing happening inside our head as other people's heads. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wildly incorrect. And I think some people are just in pain all the time. Yeah. And there's not much you can do as a friend to, to help them. You know, I mean, I felt the same way about Bourdain when Bourdain died. Uh, it was just, uh, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't understand someone who's so loved, you know, he has uh, this amazing job, he's a beautiful daughter, you know, he has this life that's extraordinary and very interesting and, and, and deep, and he gets to meet these fascinating people and travel the, travel the world and expose people to all these incredible artists and culinary artists, and yet still didn't, couldn't take it, didn't yeah. want to be here for whatever reason. And I just think about it. It's like, so they're, they're okay, you know, they're off wherever we go or whatever happens. They've transcended came back they're floating around somewhere but it's like selfishly i'm like i want more brody like of course i want him back of course yeah and course. it's you know and then you see people 
they just fade, you know, like each year goes by and they just, which is going to happen to all of us. So, yeah, but you know, luckily he had a lot of catchphrases, (laughs) a (laughs) lot of stuff online. I love the poster in the back of the store. Oh, I love it. I kiss it every time I walk by it. Do you really? "Mm -hmm." Yeah. I'm not touching it anymore. Yeah. I lick it. I give it my herpes. (laughs) Wow. I don't have herpes yet. Joe Rogan audience. if you do, it's on that. (laughs) It's okay. And honestly, if you have it, it's fine. When are they going to have a vaccination? For they herpes? must have one already. Do you They've think the got government's to. keeping it from us? Sure. What do you think, conspiracy uh, theorist? James is <laughs> no, not a conspiracy theorist. Yes, he is. No. Why do you say that? Because he already sparked up when we talked about the aliens thing with. Oh, uh, did he bring up Ohio? No. I left it all out. But he got his <laughs> eyes. There's just something, there's a spark they have. <laughs> conspiracy theorist? Yeah, theorists? they have a little spark in their eye when they. Mm. He perked up. He kegled his asshole a little bit when I brought it up. Yeah, but what I. It was really funny. Like, that was the last question I asked him was about UFOs. (laughs) Just kind of almost as a joke, but just just as a goodbye, you know, like to keep it silly. That's all I'm reading. It's in fucking hundreds of articles. It's all, Bernie Sanders says he will tell the world about aliens if he becomes president. That's the thing that they took out of that. Well, it's smart of him. It feels like Trump's straws. It's like smart. If Bernie had said it, if Bernie had brought it up, I would have been like... That is a brilliant mm. tactic. But don't you think the people that believe in aliens are already going to vote for, or that are the for most burning? hung up on it? No, no. You don't no. think they're the same? No. No. I think they they vary wildly. Conspiracy theorists are left wing, right wing, and the, the alien one is different than any other one. And I think there's a lot more people that are, um, th- that are alien lovers that cross both sides, I think. It's just one of those things where you like want alien space lovers, daddy. guys that fuck aliens. No, no, no. That's, I'll only that's fucking alien aliens. fuckers. You're holding out. Do for people, Dr. Manhattan? Yeah. Do people claim that? I bet you they do. Oh, for sure. Do you know there's people really into Bigfoot sexually? There's like all these <laughs> novels written about uh, Bigfoot. It's like just go date a tall Armenian. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's this, not that hard. They're ever go to Glendale. <laughs> they're everywhere. Go to the Galleria. There's. This Bigfoot. This is a very localized reference. There's Bigfoot. Porn, you get it. Bigfoot, or I do get it. Bigfoot erotica. Yeah. I mean, it's like really common. What if he had a small dick? Bigfoot? Like you always hear about the really right. tall guys with the tiny dicks. And when I say hear about them, you hear about them. See, look at this. Seduced by Bigfoot. Ooh. Look at Come for Bigfoot. Virginia Wade. Bigfoot. Narrated bitch. by Lolita Young. Wait a minute. Narrated? Hey, you mean now. this is an audiobook? Mm. You know what they say, the bigger the Bigfoot, the Uh-oh. bigger the- Bear and the bones? <laughs> what is that? I like a guy with Bear a really hairy dick. You know, really? I, like you like people the- say, <laughs> listen, people say they don't like too much hair on balls. I say, get it all the way under the shaft. Look at this. Up to Boff- the tip. Boffing Bigfoot? Uh, what what is, is happening? I, thought, I feel like I know. I like that term? her name's Anna. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Gay Bigfoot. Look at this last row. And I'll probe. What is gay Bigfoot? Look, he's smoking last a cigarette row. after he fucked. Look at that. Oh, right here. What the fuck? A mouthful of Sasquatch. Oh, oh my God. Jesus I feel like I've met that man. That <laughs> looks like one of the door guys at the comedy store. <laughs> That's one of the door guys that got fired. <laughs> this is a whole genre of erotica. There's a bunch of women that write these books. Number 13. This Virginia Wade lady, is uh, she's apparently very prolific with her Bigfoot erotica. She oh writes my. quite a few of these. How many does she have? Well, that was 13. At least 13 come for Bigfoot. Come for Bigfoot <laughs> number 13. She just makes shit up. Then there I was walking <laughs> the dog, and the dog had a heart attack. And next thing, Bigfoot's dick is in my mouth. How about, I have a good pun. Harry and the Hummersons. 
Henderson. Hen- Don't think Harry in the. Think it out loud, and then just. I know. was sounding it out. I yeah. can't read. Everyone, leave me alone. <laughs> what did you expect me to come on in here and fucking smart? <sighs> um. So there's at least thirteen books. I bet Virginia Wade lives in a fucking giant mansion, drives around in a Rolls. Like the L. Ron Hubbard. Of it's probably a dude. Bigfoot. No, it's a but. I get. I bet it's a with that Bigfoot five baby. Come for Bigfoot baby. What is that? See that one? Come for Bigfoot. Five baby. Uh, Why does it say baby? See that? See more right hand side. All the way to yeah. the right. All the way to the right. All the way to the right. Up above it. Oh, there you yeah. go. Bam. Oh, what is that? Shit. The fuck is that? Maybe they have a Bigfoot baby. It looks like a oh, come insider one. <laughs> so she's got let's find out. Google Virginia Wade's Bigfoot. Is that her right there? She looks normal. It might have been. Is that a photo of her? Go We've back. Got Go back. Go back. It was a different book they were talking about. Oh, okay. The Boff for Bigfoot. Is that her? Bigfoot. Is that Virginia Wade? That's a normal looking lady. That might not be her. Oh, though. Amazon pulls Boffed yeah. by Bigfoot romance novels from shelves. What? Why yeah, are they censoring Bigfoot porn? Yeah, that is odd. Look at the might have been her. GIF. Okay, why don't <laughs> why didn't anyone tell me about these literary treasures? Okay. Oh my god, I but, thought for a second the long but interesting read was about the book. This, the long this is a long but interesting read. Why are they pulling it? Why are they pulling this? Stay-at-home mother from Colorado. Of course she is. No real writing experience. No she real. Has, of course attempts. not. You don't even have to be good. I mean, she spent all day waxing her nipples. She was couldn't get to come to terms with her hairy body, and then she realized all she needed was to find her match. She says, "I get this crazy idea for a story," so she sat down and wrote the entire book in an hour. Oh my <laughs> More god! More of a novella. There's no fucking. There's no second draft. <laughs> That's what I love to hear by my for my authors. You wrote this all in one draft. She go. said, "Just twelve thousand words in a matter of weeks." She's been considered trying to sell it to a mainstream publisher. Instead, she went directly to Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing, an online platform for self-publishing, 70% royalty rate for authors. I think she sold a fuckload Yeah, it had to go viral. Here's the line from it, if you want to... I don't think he's monogamous. But let's... Bigfoot? Nah. So click on that Bigfoot Insider Monster Porn Amazon Crackdown link. So let's find out what the fuck is going on here. Why would they crack down on that? Ooh, ad blocker, you son of a bitch. Okay, what's the Yeah, this here? dude's so hot. Author Virginia Wade's fiction debut follows a group of women who embark on a week-long camping trip to Mount Hood National Forest. They are in the shadow of Oregon's highest mountains. They're, they're kidnapped and sexually assaulted by How a mysterious woodland creature. What the hell is that thing? Asked one protagonist. That's some good writing. <laughs> it's fucking Bigfoot, his Shelley. He's real, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Horror filled her eyes with a huge C dash dash dash. I'm saying that says cock. Corn. In the book. His feet are fucked up. With decidedly un-PC title like Come for Bigfoot, C-U-M, of course. It's just the first of 16 fiction ebooks Wade, a pen name, has written about the legendary but sometimes best sometimes known as Sasquatch, each legendary beast, uh, each detailing a series of graphic and often violent sexual encounters <laughs> between the ape-like creature and their female lovers. <clears throat> okay. Wade, Wade has made an exceptional living writing these stories. Wow. Okay, but why do they take them down? This reminds me of my friend from middle school's boyfriend who was Sicilian. He was just so hairy and he looked... It's been downloaded more than 100,000 times. Holy shit. That that's five bucks. That means she made five hundred thousand dollars for the for one hour book. of work. <laughs> well, she made seventy percent of it at least. Do okay. you think? I bet you the other books didn't take as long either. 
Wow. During her best months, she's netting 30000 or more in a month, writing Bigfoot jerk-off books. <laughs> wow. Taken by pirates. Oh, she, ra- ra- she branched off in other genres. Mm-hmm. It's all just getting fucked. Taken by pirates. Seduced by the Dark Lord. It's like getting fucked by demons and pirates and hilarious. I've, I'm getting traumatized. A traumatic thing is coming up for me right now. It's weird. Do you want to hear it? Uh, what? My mom wrote romance novels when I was... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. They were... Did you read them? They were never published. No, I didn't read them. They were never published? So it was really just a fuck journal. (sighs) You read your mom's fuck journal? I didn't read it, but she had romance novels around and I would definitely... I knew I was really good at skimming to the sex scenes. Mm. I knew how to flip through. Flick my bean to it. So your mom wrote... She was a part of this thing called Romance Writers of America, and she actually won awards, and then she never followed through. So she could have published the book and probably had success, and then she had a whole, it was like a whole suspense romance, Selena's Revenge was what it was called. She wrote Selena? This book. Like yeah. the singer? No, but that's really funny. <laughs> she came back, back to, she's <laughs> to fuck Bigfoot. No, she fucks the girl who killed her, makes her eat her Oh, pussy. yeah. She's dead. I like that lady. Yeah. That little weirdo. I mean, I don't who? like her because she killed her, but she was, she's like a real weird. I mean, the girl who killed Selena? The obsessed, like, she, you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of, no, I definitely don't like her. But she um, she reminds me of the little woman from, um, okay, can't remember. What's it called? The uh, David Lynch, that show. Which one? Twin Peaks. Which one? Didn't Wasn't there a little lady in it? Oh, I don't remember Twin Peaks very well. I but there was a little lady in it. Always back remember. in the day. But I just remember usually from the TV movie with Jennifer Lopez in it. Did she play Selena? She played Selena. That was her big break. She really? was a fly I girl. Thought, yeah. And then she got super hot, and that big ass was exposed to us in hmm. Selena outfits. That's interesting. Uh, but why did that girl kill her? She was her assistant, right? Yeah, she was just such a big fan. I think she was just obsessed with her. So she killed her because she was a big fan. People that are fucking crazy. That doesn't make sense. She probably hated her because she made her wash her laundry and shit. I don't know. She was her assistant, right? Or I think she was the head of her fan club. Assistants get weird with people. Do you ever hear the David Spade story? His assistant tasered him and fucking tied him up and shit and wound up going to jail. Yeah. I guess. Was it a girl or a guy? A guy. Was he trying to fuck him? I don't think so. I think he just hated him. Oh my God. I feel like Spade would be a nice employer, but maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe he is now. He's got taste <laughs> he and be. up. Wow, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if you can find that story. Spades had some shit. I mean, he got catfished. He's, he, he got gets, catfished? He got catfished, but he told it on the Norm MacDonald show. Who catfished him? Someone catfished him. He thought he had met this model on Twitter. L-O-L. And then he saw the model in real life and was like, hey, Twitter. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he said, something. <laughs> so embarrassing. Moved in. Spade's cool as shit. Here goes. David Spade's assistant pleads guilty to assault. Make that larger, please. Oh my God. David P- Spade's former assistant pleaded guilty stop, to assaulting the comedian with a stun gun and agreed to seek counseling for drug and psychological problems. Beverly Hills Superior Court Judge Eldon Fox also sentenced David Warren Skippy Malloy on Thursday to five years probation. That's it. Do and not hire someone least, named Skippy. Ordered him to stay at least 100 yards away from Spade and perform 480 hours of community service. If somebody tased me, I want more yeah, than that's not community enough. service. Because that's a threat and they tied you up and shit. How did it, it says, end? Wait a minute. It says David Spade, 36. What was his 
in the twenties? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> really? That's what, at the beginning of the article, two thousand one, mm. right here. Okay. Oh my god. Mm. He tied him up. How yeah. did? I wonder how the story ended. How did he get out of it? Is he just really good with <sighs> untying knots? I get the guy got tired of fucking him. and getting shocked (laughs) says he was angry in a psychotic state due to cocaine the morning of the attack i mean i've done coke before i don't think i've been like let me tie up my boss and taser him you've never done coke with david spade you're right or around him yeah maybe he's you know telling you to take the dog out and you're like i can't do this i can't too hyper said the coke said the co-star of the NBC sitcom Just Shoot Me in the new movie Joe Dirt said at the time that Malloy, a 30-year-old aspiring actor, was a friend who is obviously mentally troubled right now. Wow. And mm. I'm more shocked by Joe Dirt as a new movie. Uh, yeah. We're digging 2001. back. <laughs> 2001. We are digging back. Well, fuck. That seems like a long time ago, but you know what doesn't seem like a long time ago? 2009. Mm. You say 2009, like, oh, that just happened. Nope. 10 years, a decade, like 1960 to 1970 seems like forever. 70 to 80 seems like forever. 80 to 90 seems like forever. But 2009 to 2019, for whatever fucking reason, seems real close. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. It's Ten not close. whole years. You Style will show you that too. Because I was, I was born in 83, I'm 36, and uh, the... Kid, the the younger kids right now are dressing like I dressed in high school, like yeah. it's cycled back around. They're in my styles. Yeah, but that's then like not two thousand nine to two thousand nineteen. Is there a difference in style? Yeah, this is coming from someone that's zero style. Yeah, there is. What is it? It's okay from two thousand nine. Um, I would say two thousand nine was maybe when they had started having. This one. Okay, wait. I have to remember where I was in life. I just moved to New York. People were wearing, I don't know, I had lived in Santa Fe and I was drinking a lot, so I definitely had, <laughs> I quit drinking in 2009. I still have never been to it's Santa Fe. It's comedy then. Santa Fe is supposed to be a weird place. That's where I met Tate Fletcher. Hello, Caveman Coffee. I met Tate in uh, in Santa Fe. He used to come in with a bunch of sober dudes after meeting, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but whatever he's pretty open about but it. he but i mean it was the truth they were so annoying i was like a drunk i was wasted at this cowboy bar <laughs> to wear a cowboy outfit you have to you have to that's your uniform really being a waitress is not humiliating enough you what also you have to dress just have a john deere hat on no you have to wear you had to wear a cowboy hat and you had to have a shirt that had yokes on it oh if you worked there if you worked there okay. not when you went in yeah that would okay. be crazy. That would be crazy. But so Tay would come in with a bunch of people and they just wouldn't order alcohol. I mean, it was just like low sales, high maintenance. I was like, who is this fucking guy? He's so big and ridiculous. And then I was talking to him. I hadn't quit drinking. I didn't quit drinking until I moved out of Santa Fe, but I told him I want to do comedy and he made them turn the karaoke night into a comedy show for me. Really? Yeah. And you I got to do up? comedy. That's yeah. the first time you ever went up? Yeah. Wow. Did you have things prepared? Yeah. No I had jokes, Yeah. And then- yeah <laughs> and then and then i moved to new york to do comedy and i was i crashed my motor i had a little scooter a yamaha zuma mm-hmm. and i crashed because i would drive drunk all the time that was my happy place like to this day it really was honestly that feeling of like driving wasted on a scooter was the wind blowing through your hair because you're not wearing a helmet the thing but about then scooters the, is you don't really think you can kill anybody else so it's not 
that bad to drive drunk. Yeah, but you, you can. You can get up. in the way of someone else. Sure. You can do anything. I fucked myself up so bad. I woke up just had blacked out completely. My face was split open. I had road rash all over my tits. This was Father's Day 2008. You don't remember falling? I don't, didn't, all I remembered, I just remembered like little pieces. I remembered that someone helped me. I woke up, I was living at my friend's house. I woke up at the house. He was staying at his girlfriend's house, so I was there alone, but my chin was split open. I'd been wearing a dress and it looked like I, my throat had been slit. Like there was just blood all the way down it. Road rash all over my tits, all over this side of my arms, my knees. Like I just was fucked up. You just face planted. Just face split open. <sighs> I just, I went, I peeled out and like just went chin first into everything. And then I remembered that someone who didn't, a girl that didn't like me had helped me. That's all I could remember. It was someone who usually hated me, helped me. Wow. And then, so I went out, I went to the hospital. I called my roommate. He came back. Um, I went to the hospital. They gave, I got nine stitches and the, I was still wasted. I, mean, I was still so hammered. And the doctor kept going, were you drinking? And I kept going just between us. He's like, yeah, and I went, nope. I was like, I'm not going to fucking jail, you motherfucker. I was like, no, I just crashed my scooter. It's crazy. He didn't know that I didn't wake up to drink through the pain. So um, so then I got the stitches, and I was friends with all the cops in Santa Fe because I was an alcoholic, so that's a really good plan. You got to befriend them so they don't arrest you. And uh, they had told me if they had caught me, because I ended up finding my scooter on the side of the road, my friend drove me around. So I found out where I had peeled out and there was like a bunch of loose gravel. So I just peeled out on the gravel. And the cops said that they would have arrested me for an aggravated DUI because I hurt myself. I had injured myself. That's what an aggravated DUI That's is? what they said back then. I mean, I was yeah. still wasted when they said that. It's worse if you hurt yourself? You would see that Yeah, because like, I had to go to the hospital and stuff. You would think you got a little punishment in there. Yeah, well, so then I didn't learn the lesson. I went out drinking that night with the stitches in my face, and I had my line was I would carry Neosporin around and ask guys if they wanted to rub Neosporin on my titties. Like I almost lost a nipple. I mean, it got oh, so close. Jesus. Yeah, I looked crazy, but I was a drunk, so I was like, "Woo, fun girl!" Annie. They used to call me "fun girl Annie" behind my back, and I thought oh, they boy. were. I thought it was like a cool. <laughs> I didn't realize they were making fun of me. Oh Jesus! So anyway, uh, so then I went out that night, and I saw this guy with a puppy, and I started playing with the puppy. And I was like, oh, your puppy's so cute. And he goes, do you not remember me? And I'm like, I've never met you before. And he goes, last night I helped you. You crashed your scooter. And I was like, oh, fuck. And he's like, I ride a motorcycle, so I didn't want to call the cops or anything because I know you would have gotten in trouble. And I was like, who helped me? And he's like, some girl. So then my friend called me. He's like, my boss told me. So it was my friend's boss from this hotel that I used to get wasted at. He was the bartender. So she hated me because I would just go get hammered at their nice establishment. Do you look back on those days with any fondness? Because you're sober now. You're all um, clean. Yeah, I mean, I think I have a wealth of stories. I was a juvenile delinquent, and I had so many childhood traumas and abuses and weird things that happened. I was running for my life in Jersey City when I was 15 from, like, a fake modeling agent who was, like, a six-foot-eight drag queen named Mahogany. What? Running for my life Hold trying on. to hide. <laughs> this is a long, good story. I just story. have a lot of stories. This and is not a story you can brush all right, over. All right, What happened? You were 15? So I was... I had gone mahogany? to mahogany, yeah. So I had gone to John Robert Powers modeling school, one of those like fake right. modeling schools. And it's Well you pay like two hundred bucks and they make like a compilation headshot. Yeah, you like go, they give you classes in modeling, like that's a thing. It's like you either like are weirdly weird looking alien hot and tall and skinny or not. Yeah, or you're not. I mean, I maybe could have done commercials or something. I was cute, but I, I, I also had very low self-esteem. It was just such a weird, it was such a weird thing to be doing. 
So, um, and I had been a tomboy up until that point. So we go, I go to this modeling thing and then we went to, paid more money to go to like a modeling convention. And then they had actual modeling agencies and then they had just random people that I guess paid to be there. So Mahogany was one of them. And my mom's like super liberal. And so she likes anything that's like a little on the fringe that mm -hmm. she could brag about at her book club or whatever. <laughs> if that sounds like I'm angry, I'm not angry. I've forgiven my mother. But um, so they ended up, they were like, we want to take your daughter for two weeks and we'll send her out on auditions and stuff over spring break. And we have this nice place when in you Jersey. When Yeah. Your mom let mahogany take you for oh, two weeks. Oh, there's so many more stories, Joe. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, no, there was. My mother did not have anything bad happen to her when she was growing up. She was adopted by a very nice family, and she went to a nice boarding school and stuff. And nothing happened to her. Did she read the newspaper? She didn't read the newspaper. I don't think much. So <laughs> she, it just, she didn't, she wasn't aware. So anyway, so then, okay, so I was... I went to this place in Jersey City. In Jersey City, I don't know how it is now, but it was fucking crazy back then. It's still fucking it crazy. It was fucking crazy. So we were in this one uh, little condo, and it was mahogany, and then there was like some other people that were there. None of us were really that... I mean, I probably was like the hottest, but <laughs> I was pretty... Ra I mean, I don't know. I think I was cute, but I don't think I was like a... I don't think I was a model, and uh, I don't think that was my future. Maybe I could have done something... But um, the only person that I had really bonded with was this 23-year-old guy, Chris, who was this black guy from, I don't know where he was from, but he was really cool. He was really nice. And he was a little creepy. Like he would say things like, if I was your age, but he never mm -hmm. was trying to fuck me or anything. But he kind of was protecting me. And at some point, Mahogany got mad. And there was it was fake. Like I just, he would make me go buy him weed on the corner and stuff. And it was just a fake thing. My parents paid like $1,500 to send me to this thing. And he would, I think he sent me out for, to be a, I had to go into New York by myself on the train at 15 wearing the sluttiest clothes ever to this thing to, and then he would tell me, pretend you're lying, say you're 21 to be an extra on like sex in the city and stuff. It just wasn't real. There was nothing real about it. It was a total scam. So I was starting to catch on to that and I was supposed to be there for maybe 10 days, I think. And they had these next door neighbors, Shorty, this little Puerto Rican lady. I don't know. She was a cool. I smoked blunts with her. But um, so this guy, Chris, was kind of protecting me and he would go into the city with me. And then all of a sudden, Mahogany didn't like how close we were. So he separated us and he said, you can't see each other anymore. And I was like, well, I don't feel safe if I can't talk to this guy. I just would rather go home. I want to call my parents. I don't think this is real. This seems like bullshit and a scam. And he was like, you can't talk to your parents. And he locked the door and took the phone away from me. So I packed all my shit up and I threw it out the window. And I yelled down to Shorty. I was like, yo, I'm going to run. So grab my shit. And then the guy, one of the other kids that was staying at the modeling place knew the situation. So he went down and bumped into the door, unlocked it without him noticing and distracted him. And I just jetted out of the fucking house. And he started chasing me. I was like screaming. I was like, call the cops. Help me, help me. And I was wearing a tube top. My like 15-year-old titties. I had nipple <laughs> rings were like hanging. I mean, I looked like a prostitute. The cops ended up coming and they thought I was a prostitute. Mahogany got me at one point. I was hiding under cars for my life. Like I thought I was going to get killed. I was like screaming. People were just watering their plants. Like what the fuck? You were hiding under cars? Yeah, because he was chasing me. Did so I was trying to hide and he finally got me. He was like, get in the hat. Like you're ruining my scam pretty much. And then he scratched my arm, but that's all. And then the cops came and arrested both of us. Thought he was my pimp. Thought I was a prostitute. I come from like a 
Like a upper what did your mom say family. when you came home? Um, well, they came to the cops, and then the cops told them that they should arrest my parents. Yeah, they're like we should, and I think they just were in denial about they it. They should arrest them for a day at least. Yeah, they didn't, and then more stuff happened after that. What? They made more mistakes. Yeah, but it's okay. We all make mistakes. I love my family. That's they're cool. good now. But I also look at all of these things. No, I really like have had to do a lot of work on it because. To forgive them? Yeah, because, well, I blame myself for all of it, for most of it, which was my defense mechanism. Like the stuff, I had some stuff happen with a teacher in high school too. Right after that, actually, it was about six months after that happened. And, uh, you know. Is this a therapy session? I don't want to do a therapy session. (laughs) I don't want to do that. But anyway, you had asked me about, am I happy about these things? And so the point that I'm coming to, but the point that I'm coming to is I am happy with them. I'm so happy with like where my life is now that I can't be mad about any of these other things do you know what right. i mean like they're they're like exciting and now they're funny because i didn't get hurt that's what i'm saying like looking back on the yeah, wild it's fucking hilarious days, yeah there's some it's crazy shit there's some romance to it if you survive mm-hmm. i flashed a chain gang once on my motor scooter and then it didn't start and i had to like put my shirt down and keep walking like it's hilarious <laughs> i did crazy shit and i came out like genuinely i feel good you know i'm happy with my life so it's good thank you for getting me getting me off of that path by the way <laughs> well it's just everyone that i know that's funny is fucked up and had something mm-hmm. go wrong it's just yeah. that's how and it's like how you get through it and then your insight once yeah. you get on the other end you persevere and then you don't blame people you don't like go around being mad at the world i think it's it's easier to be um i don't know it's just well some of the most hilarious people did blame people yeah I guess like that's true. kennison yeah. Kennison was always, you know, screaming about his ex-wives. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's funny, too. I just, for my own personal sanity, cannot run around angry at everyone. Well, you don't need to be. I mean, it's not necessary. And especially now that you're sober, which obviously Kennison never got. You know, he, uh, Were you friends with him? No, no, never, no. Never met him. Saw him. Saw him live a few times. Once, uh, once at work. Once when I was working. I was working at uh, Great Woods. Um, center for the performing arts. It was oh, like cool. a, in, uh, it's like a amphitheater in uh, Mansfield. What were you doing, selling funnel cakes? <laughs> no security. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, and I got to see Cosby there, Rodney Dangerfield. Got to see a few people. Were you? Did you want to do comedy yet? Um, I was nineteen. I probably had thought about it a little bit. You know, maybe maybe it had been in my head like slightly, but I didn't really start thinking about it until I was like twenty. Did you feel waited. embarrassed when you had that thought at first of doing comedy? Yeah, no, um, but I did feel like it was preposterous. Yeah, I did feel like, um, look, it's such a difficult way to make it. Like I remember my girlfriend when I was twenty-one; her dad was mocking this idea that I was going to be a comedian. Like, I remember him saying... Smart guy. <laughs> well, you know... I <laughs> the odds were not in your favor. No, they're not in anybody's favor. But I remember that's what he was saying, you know, that, like, who makes it? How many people make it as a comedian? Yeah. And even if you do make it, how much money do you make? He was a doctor. That's so funny. He, he was really angry. Like, he just felt like I was a waste of his daughter's yeah. time. It's really funny. Is he but, still alive? Let's get him on the podcast. No idea. <laughs> it's probably not. You know, doctors don't live that long. A lot of them. It's My doctor stressful. died. That was so. It was sad when he died. I was like, I trusted you. Well, there's a great book called Dead Doctors Don't Lie by this guy Joel Wallach, 
and what a lot of it has to do with nutrition mm-hmm. and it's about mineral deficiencies and vitamin deficiencies mm-hmm. and doctors who abuse drugs and oh, it's shit. essentially talking about how people rely on doctors for advice about health yeah. when in reality doctors are good at very specific things like if you're a podiatrist you're good at fixing feet if you're a, you know an orthopedic surgeon you're good at knees and shoulders and shit but you probably don't know a fuckload about nutrition yeah. and you really don't understand like the mechanisms mm-hmm. of your body's absorptions of nutrients and minerals and vitamins and one of the things that I've learned from doing this podcast is to understand that even like what I the cursory understanding of it that I have you have to go through fucking hours and hours and hours of reading and watching documentaries and listening to experts and I still have to go back over and over and over it again so I've talked to doctors before and they've been like super dismissive about even taking vitamins and I get angry at them and I'm yeah. like what do you, well I think all you need is a balanced diet I'm like well you're retarded yeah. like what are you talking about that's a and by that way I don't mean someone with down syndrome I mean, that is a <laughs> retarded way in slowed yeah. down you are you're uh, you have a diminished capacity yeah. for advancement yeah. you're slowing down the reality of the progress of nutritional science yes this this is a stupid thing you're doing right mm-hmm. now. You're giving me bad advice. You really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I get angry. I'm like, why would you say that? Like, this is dumb. Don't tell me that there's no benefit to taking vitamins when there's a fucking ass load of studies. Yeah. And there's data and science and it's all provable. Well, do you People think he's just saying thousands that? of hours researching this stuff and trying to figure out what the fuck is good for you and what's not good for you. And some chubby asshole with a fucking skinny fat body is telling me that all you need is a balanced diet. I'm like, bitch, what's your diet yeah. like? You ain't got a balanced and diet. And do you think that they're just doing that because... They don't get money out of their out of the vitamins. No, no, no. they don't have. It's they just not, don't feel like reading up on the new stuff. But they haven't. They haven't decided to pursue it. That's all it yeah. is. I mean, and if they did pursue it, they'd realize it's a fucking bottomless pit of information. Yeah, from essential fatty acids to different kinds of proteins and absorption of plant based proteins versus animal based proteins. What's the benefit of grass fed beef over regular beef? It's a fucking endless stream. Of yeah, them. I mean, if you follow someone like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, you realize really quickly that she is in the heart of this shit 24 hours a day seven days a week and she's still learning things yeah it never ends it never ends i mean we we, and also it varies what's good for you is not necessarily good for me your diet might not be as effective as my diet i only eat elk is that bad that's good that's good for everybody (laughs) all i eat is elk all day it'll turn you into a fucking savage I'll give some you some fucking elk, dude. I'm gonna give you some. I got I got some waiting for a you. A fanny there. pack and some goddamn elk. That's why some. I'm on here. What kind of a uh, cooking setup do you have at your place? I just have just a stove you with have a frying pan, like cast iron frying pan. Yeah, I do. Okay. I have. Do a you know cast... how to cook? You good cook? I'm all right. Decent. Okay. I'm decent. I'll hook you up with some elk sausage. We'll start with that. I'll give you a recipe how to cook it correctly. Do you have a thermometer? Um, I'm really into. I'm really into um, Bigfoot porn. Can you not say elk sausage <laughs> in front of me? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't have a meat thermometer. No? Okay. Well, that's good for elk sausage. It's fine. You'll, you'll get a sense of when it's good. I can't believe you want, want, want me. Because I didn't get to it quick Well, enough. you were talking about elk sausage, bro. I'm sorry. I'm insulting your... No, it's just Bigfoot dick, elk sausage. That's... I don't know why I wouldn't draw those two. I wouldn't pull those together. Why you wouldn't? Yeah. Why would, why would well, I not have... One of them is an undulate. The other one is a legendary primate. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're really getting stuck on semantics here listen you're the one who cracked the joke let me just make some fucking jokes i just got accused of doing a therapy session and now Ooh. i'm telling jokes listen, i'm feeling triggered are you, are you feeling judged <laughs> no no but um 
I'm not feeling judged. But everybody that I know that has had those wild, drunken days that has come out on the other side, there's something like nostalgic about it. Like you look Mm -hmm. back and you go, huh, I made it through that. Have you been to an AA meeting? You can't. It's like the good old times in AA. Or I always felt like people were either telling these stories that were so insane. And I was like, I'm not an alcoholic. Or they were like, I was like, that's pussy shit. Like, no, 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 get out of here. You're not even cool enough to be here. Like celebrity rehab, right? Did you ever watch that show? Uh-uh. One of the best parts about it was Eric Roberts, you know, Julia Roberts' brother. Mm-hmm. He's been in a bunch of movies. He uh, was there for weed addiction. Yeah. And everybody funny. else is having the fucking DTs. They're on the floor in the fetal <laughs> position shaking. He's reading the paper. He's losing weight. He's, got He's getting his shit done. Yeah. <laughs> He's on a <laughs> treadmill. It was so ridiculous. Like some people, you know, their stories are a joke. Like, I did quit smoking weed and it did make things a lot easier. Like laundry, just little things. I was like, oh, that was maybe making things. I would always smoke weed before I would clean my apartment. And that was like seven years to get my apartment clean. Yeah, it can get distracting. It doesn't. It does not affect me well. Yeah, well, when I do things like if I want to clean my office, I just have like a, the thing. Like this is what we're doing now. I, and I Adderall. Find that even listening to music is not good. Listen, oh yeah. I find that I used to listen to podcasts while I clean my office, but then I find that I would be like pausing and listening to a particular mm-hmm. part, and then I'd want to rewind it. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking with myself here. I'm distracting right. myself. And then that's a weird defense mechanism too, because I do that all the time too. I'm always multitasking and I always have to be doing three things at once. It's like, yeah. why? Yeah. Because it's going to make me, I'm going to slow down so much. I might have to like deal with my own shit. Mm, yeah. So like writing too, like sometimes I write listening to music, but most of the time it's better without music. With lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, sometimes lyrics and sometimes foreign music. I like foreign music because I don't know what they're saying. What kind? Brazilian. I like a lot of Brazilian music. I like a lot of Spanish music. Some Bollywood or what? I listen to some of that. All yeah. right. Dollar Mende. Do you know who Dollar <laughs> Mende is? No? You don't know Dollar no. Mende? Oh, he's amazing. It's really cool. I just listen to, I listen to a lot of Elton John. That's what I'm into right now. That's why I like to wear all my crazy things too. I like to Elton John that shit. I'll play you some Dollar Mendy. I'll play Careful. it on my phone. You think we get banned? Yeah, 100%. 100%? Why? It's gotten before. Even if we have Oh, because you can't? Yeah, yeah. How do you spell his name? D A. There it is, Dollar Mendy. Um, what does this say? The song is not currently available in your country or region. Oh my god, I love I it. Fucking, now I'm really into I it. I it. want that shit. What is that? Oh, here it goes. La la la. We can't hear it. We can't hear it. We can't hear it. We can't yeah, hear it. Flagged, That's actually Even a woman that? getting yeah. fucked by Bigfoot. Even the guy yelling? Yes. Wow. Okay. Welcome to the wonderful world of uh, the internet. Um, but anyway, I like Dollar Mendy. It sounds cool. But Is I his name Dollar? D-A-H. Hold on. Oh, exactly. I would like it better if it was like the dollar D-A-L-E-R-M-E-H-N-D-I. symbol. D-A-L-E-R-M-E-H-N-D-I. But I think he got arrested for human trafficking. But can you still like his work? That's a problem. Like I was at, uh, Dave Chappelle and I did some shows the other day. And oh, we yeah. We had a DJ and the DJ uh, was playing all this uh, Michael Jackson music and- uh, he is so good. Yeah, he's even great. Even though he's a fucking pedophile, allegedly, most likely. Yeah. Pretty probably. Yeah. Definitely did something wrong. Yeah. Even though it's still fucking great. Yeah, but also he's dead. Yeah. So what, if you don't listen to his music, you're punishing, what are you punishing? Okay. Pun- but, the man's dead. Right. But even if he wasn't dead, 
like if Ted Bundy had some great poetry, would you want to read it? Would you enjoy it? Um, no, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This, I really don't know what Michael Jackson did. I don't know. And I don't think anybody does other than the so, people that he did it to. Yeah. But there's a lot of fucking weirdness to it for sure. Yeah. Holding hands of the little boys. and I uh, know. It's really yeah. uncomfortable. It's just like inappropriate boundaries. And that's enough to like molest a kid. Honestly, yeah. just having that inappropriate Listen, blurred thing between kids and grownups, it's not good. Yeah. You hold hands with your nieces and nephews and that makes sense. Your children. That makes sense. But if you're a 55-year-old man and you're holding hands with an 11-year-old boy in Dubai. Yeah, that's weird. I got to get I got to get suspicious. Yeah, I got to question whether I'm going to enjoy this song that I'm enjoying right now. Want to be starting something? <laughs> to be starting something. But yeah. it was so good. I was listening to the music and I was like, "God damn, this guy was amazing." Yeah. Was so exceptional. But there's no way he wasn't molested. I mean, doesn't yeah. he seem so molested? Well, um, in the interest of being beating a fucking dead horse, I have talked about this many times in the podcast where I think that he was a castrato, which is someone who was castrated when he was very mm. young to pre- preserve his high-pitched voice. Oh. Then his doctor, the same doctor that killed him, came out later, this is long after I had predicted this, and said that he was chemically castrated to preserve his voice. So he, he confirmed what I was saying. Now, whether this doctor's telling the truth so or not- So with castration, are you not able to get a boner? I don't believe so. Um, oh I my God, so he maybe wasn't molesting them, but he was just- He could have been just being weird with them. I don't know. Maybe he didn't do anything with them. Maybe he just wanted to be a child. Maybe his childhood was stripped from him because he was famous from the time he was five fucking years old and his father did something yeah, to him. Yeah, it definitely was a weird life. According to the doctor, his his father did did something to him. Like chemical castration is what they do to pedophiles. Yeah, they'll do it to pedophiles so that they can never get erections, and it basically stops your body's production of testosterone and kills your testes. And they do it with some some chemical injection. And apparently, according to the doctor, that's what they did to Michael Jackson. Which you think about his voice. It makes sense because yeah. his voice was insane. Yeah, it was, it was so, so high pitched. And if you listen to like castrados, those uh, there's there's only a few recordings of actual castrados, but it was a common practice. Not common. It was not like everybody did it, but it was a practice that was done to young boys to preserve their high pitched voice, where they'd fucking castrate them. What a word! Horrible castrata. But they did it. I mean, people would let their children get their balls chopped off, so just they would so they could sa- sing good, and they would you know it'd be very valuable to. How them. long? How long ago was that? Well, there's a recording. So the recording, I don't think they had recordings until like the late 1800s. I don't believe. When, there was a lot of dance back in that? the day. A lot of boys dancing that, uh, for The last kings. one is 1922. 1922 was the last Castrato recording. And how old was that dude? So he's probably born in the 1800s or something. <sighs> he died in that same year. So mm. I don't know. Fucking... It's but it's he died never thing. nutting but always yeah but beautiful always, singing <laughs> Have you ever he had the it? voice of an angel and the we can't play that either right no you should listen to it though well i'll play that it sounds for you. so upsetting to it's listen upsetting. to it is upsetting it's haunting yeah it's you can't haunting. yeah you can't enjoy that yeah i played it for a friend of mine the other night and he was like what and i was like look you got to listen to this and i played it. he's like is that fucking real and he's like, it sounds like like someone who like did something to someone. And you're like, oh. maybe people should jerk off to it to like in honor of the man. He was 63 when he died in 1922. He was born in 1958, and those recordings were done in 1902 to 1904. So that makes him 
40s. Yeah, mm. he was in his 40s when he you was said, recording those. You said 1958? You mean he was born in 1858? 1858 is when he was born. I'm sorry, yeah. And mm. died in 1922. Wow. Yeah, that's the whole thing's dark. The look you gave me during my circle jerk idea was rude. What look did I give you? You gave me a, come on, bitch, circle jerk for the... I was saying it, to... Are you if he couldn't come, look? <laughs> are you projecting? Listen, I know this is uncomfortable for you, and you're nervous to be here. But I'm your friend, and I love you, and I want you to be happy. I'm not. You looking, want me to be happy? Yes, I'm not. I know to, you are I'm so nice. To trip My you king. Up. Come on, the king. You know I love you. I know I love you too. Thank you here. so much for having me. I really My do pleasure. appreciate it. I am trying to be chill. It's just like a cool. Are you weirded out by this? By being here. I'm not weirded out. I'm trying to be in the moment. I like to be funny <laughs> impulsively. Like it's my impulse to always like tell jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a more like chill, less jokey. You could be jokey. Okay. Now there's pressure to be jokey. <laughs> <laughs> you're, <sighs> you're overthinking this shit too much. I'm not overthinking anything. I'm being uh, chill and normal. Okay. Everyone relax. You have two cups of coffee. I have two <laughs> cups of coffee. One's calling me a cunt. What is uh, one of them? One of them is caveman. What's the other one? This is caveman and this is a cunt mug. I got it for my dad, and then I got one for myself, too. You got it for your dad? Yeah, as a joke. Well, my dad and I, it also looks like it says aunt. We one time, uh, we went to, we were at the post office. My dad's very funny. He reminds me of Caddy Daddy, actually. The oh, really? Kyle Donegan's thing. By yeah. the way, that fucking thing is hilarious that you guys are doing. I don't know. Are you doing fun, more right? of those? Yeah, we, we recorded one, and then uh, it just wasn't funny. It wasn't. We have to rethink it. Mm-hmm. Don't want to put out. We don't want to disappoint with Caddy. But the one too. you did do, the one you did put out, is hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, he's so funny. He's hilarious. But um, so my dad and I were at uh, the post office and mailing something out, and I was taking a while to mail something out, and just we're just jokingly antagonistic. You know, my dad's like, "Come on," I was like, "Dad, leave me alone. I'm not done." You know, we're just joking with each other. Right. And this old woman who's been observing, she goes to leave, and then she just pivots before she leaves and turns around. She goes, "She goes, you know what, young lady, you're a real itch, an itch, an itch." And my dad goes, "I think you mean an unt," which is fucking one of our best stories. My daddy's funny. So she doesn't realize you're just joking around. She didn't get we were just joking. She was like, "Oh, you're being so." And it's like, did you tell her, over. "Hey, this is my dad. We're just joking around." No, my dad said she's an aunt, and we laughed. So I think and she got she it. Yeah. Well, she was leaving when he said it. Yeah, and we just were like crying. And the, the the fact that someone like lot. needs to stop you and, and put you in your place. Yeah, it's just so silly. But it's like she was old. What does she know? Ah! I'm sure. I'm. I'm just gonna try really hard to not be one of those old people. What do you think you're going to be like as an old lady? I think I'm going to peak. I'm really? excited. Well, I'm like I'm trying really style? hard to I'm trying really hard to be in the moment and appreciate each new age and not get anything in my face or do anything like that. Get and anything just, in your face? Well, you know, except cum shots, obviously. No, I mean like uh, you know. <laughs> oh, you mean like I don't? Filler yeah, I'll try not to do yeah, anything too crazy. Don't. It's just it's Ooh. fighting an inevitable thing, and th- I think it's a gift to age. You know, it's we get to be different every day. My mom was a. Uh, she worked at a this organization called Gray Panthers, which <laughs> Gray Panthers. Yeah, it was for old people. Old but people that like to fuck. Old people that like to fuck. I mean, I'm sure they like to fuck. But Cougars. Maggie Coon, Maggie Coon was the woman's name, which I know there's a little bit of a parallel between Gray Panthers, Black Panthers. Raccoons, Her last name coons. is Coon. Oh. Yeah, but it wow. was spelled differently. Um, but so she was this. It was in Philadelphia, and she was. Uh, she like died when she was ninety. 
maybe 89, but we used to hang out with her all the time. And she had dated, famously dated like a 40 year old, I think in her 80s or something. Hollow. So I think she was fucking. Was she pegging him? She might have been pegging him. That's, I don't know if she could peg that. at that point. Remember she had a lot of hats and a lot she of cats. She just lays down. He can to peg. peg oh, himself. he can peg himself. Yeah. You remember uh, Elizabeth Taylor? It was like she married a series of gay guys before she died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think that happens to really pretty old ladies. They, you know, well, probably, they just want a man to tell them they're beautiful. I've been maybe. just showered with compliments by gay men. Yeah, I think they go through menopause too, and they probably give up on the idea of sex. Yeah, and they just want pretty men around them. Yeah, I mean, not that her gays were that pretty. I've had prettier gays. <laughs> I've definitely been the last. I've been the last puss for a couple guys. The last post before gay. Yeah, really? where I'm like, and then one guy got married and shit. I was sure he was. I sure. I was sure it was his last. Listen, just because he got married doesn't mean he's not good. Yeah, that's a good point. I know it. But he guys would re- gay men would reach out to him. They would try to touch him, and I would. He was always wearing a suit. We lived in Santa Fe. I'm like, why are you wearing a suit? I'd like <laughs> slap his their hands. I'm like, not until he comes out. He's mine. <laughs> I knew. I mean, I was like, there's no way. He, he used to always want to have like threesomes with other guys. Like there was oh, always. Boy. I remember we invited my one friend in. We were just drinking so much. We called. Uh, we called um, Jack Daniels OJ, so we didn't feel weird. And we're like, pass the OJ. We're just like <laughs> fucking shit-faced all the time. <laughs> Chugging. We went to this college. At, my college ended up going out of business, just this little school in Santa Fe. Just hammered. And uh, my friend, who I worked at a restaurant with, a guy friend, he wanted to ho- hook up with me. So he's like, sweet. So he like hops into bed with us. And then he leaves. And the next day, he's like, he kept looking me in the eye, and He kept looking at me. He kept trying to make eye contact with me. <laughs> so he was boning you and you, your, your boyfriend was like. <sighs> I don't know if he ended up boning me. I think he would just, he hopped in and hopped out pretty quick. What does that mean? Because he got freaked out because he kept oh, looking at him. Oh, he gave it a shot. I don't shot. know if it actually, I mean, we were in full blackouts at that point. So who knows? <laughs> I, have, I don't remember anything. I really feel like I'm five years younger than I am because I just blacked out five years. You should write about those days. I know I will. It would be a hilarious book. There were so many. I have so many crazy stories. And it's funny because I always thought everyone else had them. (laughs) I really thought everyone else had this crazy. I'm like, you didn't steal cars when you were little. Like, (laughs) you didn't do all these things. That never happened to you. Have you thought about writing a book? Yeah. But that'd be, it's also a great, like, comedy writing exercise. Yeah. I know. I want to tell these stories on stage to more. Yeah. Flash and the Chain Gang was, I mean, there's just been so many. I drew some pictures I draw too, so. I haven't drawn in a while, but I drew like a coloring book once that I never followed through with, but it was uh, Lessons from a Chubby Alcoholic, and it was just different like true scenes from my drinking days. Just fucking crazy the shit I did. So how did you stop? Uh, well, Tate, that actually brings me back to Tate. So I moved to New York. I wanted to do stand-up so bad. I had just done that one thing at the Cowgirl in Santa Fe, and I liked it. I really, I, I was nervous, and I don't remember. I'm sure it was like all abortion jokes. <laughs> I don't really remember, but then I do remember my first set after that. Um, I remember all the beginning ones. So the first one was when I got to New York. I, I moved to New York to do stand-up. I crashed my scooter. So I wanted to move to L.A. I had met people out in L.A., and I thought that was where I wanted to go. But because I kept drinking and driving, I was like, oh, I have a drinking and driving problem. I have to go somewhere where I can't drive. So I moved to New York, thank God, because I think I really, I think it helped me really push and get really strong before I came out here. So I moved to New York. I wanted to do stand-up. I was just drinking. I was partying. I have so many friends that I just met on benders, like random shit. I was just doing insane things, day drinking, just way more drunk than everyone else. My, mm. I left my drinking buddies in Santa Fe, and everyone else was kind of like, what are you up to? So I was staying on my friend's couch, and I wanted to do stand-up. And so finally she was like, look, I'm, let's just go to an open mic. I'll go with you. And I was like, all right. 
So I get all my jokes ready. We go to an open mic. Um, I go up, I drop my set list and then I completely black out. I'm so nervous. I'm like in this basement at this place called Cake Shop. Uh, my friend Kate Berlant was the host of it. Or was she the host yet? I don't know. Anyway, I got up on stage and completely bombed and just started yelling at everyone. I just started yelling at all of these comics like, fuck you, you pieces of shit. Like, I don't know what happened. And then I sat down at the bar and I'd already quit Jaeger. Jaeger was the first thing I quit. So I was sitting at the bar and some guy came up, this comic who I did not like or think was funny or want anything to do with. And he kept buying me drinks. He was buying me shots of Jaeger. And I was like, look, man, I'm like struggling with drinking. I really like, I can't really say no to a drink, but please stop buying them for me. And he just kept buying them. Like I just was, you know, I wasn't going to stop. And so he kept buying them. And then, so then I ended up waking up on his air mattress. This is after my first open mic. Waking up on his air mattress, fully clothed, didn't fuck him or anything, just like trapped somewhere in Bushwick. It was snowing. I was like, where am I? What am I doing? I looked around his apartment. I'm like, all I want to do is be a comedian. I was so sure that's what I wanted to do. I was spending all this time drinking, getting fucked up. This was your second set ever. This was my second, yeah. This was when I had moved to New York. It was my first one in New York. What had made you so sure that you wanted to be a comedian? I just never wanted to do anything else. And when I, I think... But you'd only had one set at a karaoke bar, mm-hmm. and then the second set where you screamed and told everybody to fuck off. Yeah. Like, what was it that made you think that you could do it? Um, I just, I don't know. I just never wanted to do anything else. I just didn't have another, there was no other plan. I had been a special ed teacher. I had done a go-go dancer. I would worked at the bars. I had done all that stuff. But I just never, I just always, I just felt like if I could do it, I could do it. Mm. I mean, I guess it's that little bit of that delusion and that. But I just, I never, but I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it. I knew there were obstacles in my way and I knew that drinking was one of them. I had talked to a comic before uh, that set at the open mic and he had said, just try not to, his advice to me was try not to hook up with the, with the guys at open mics because you're going to get a reputation when you're just trying to be respected. So he had said that to me. That's good advice. I think it was great advice because it's also, there's no time for that. Right. This was my whole hustle. Also, what are the odds that, that person's going to follow through? If you follow through and become a comic, what are the odds that they are? Yeah. Like, you, you might get hitched up to some fucking loser. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get hitched up. It. But it also was, I needed to put all of my energy. I wasn't in, I'm barely in a place now to be in a relationship. So it's like, this was 11 years ago. So I, um, I, I when I woke up on that guy's air mattress I was like fuck like I already broke the thing that I wanted to do and I was already you know from all my like weird sexual assaulty stuff when I was younger I just didn't have a good relationship with sex drinking didn't help with it you know everything was just out of control and all and I have this thing now this like precious thing that I want so bad so you know crashing my scooter almost dying all that shit not, wasn't enough but stand up really was that's what I wanted So I went to my friend's house and I called Tate. I just called Tate. I was like, I want, I gotta, I just want to do this and I want to quit drinking. And so he told me to go to meetings and just try it out. Do you remember your first meeting? Yeah, I went to one, I think it was the Lower East Side and the guy sharing was talking about, he's like, I always knew I had a problem because I, I, when I was two, I took all of the Tylenol and I was like, what are you talking about? Any kid with a childproof thing is just going to eat the pills. I remember kind of judging him and being like, whatever. But it was good to have that community then because I needed to detach myself from like the partiers and all that lifestyle. So I did go to, I did 90 and 90. I did a meeting every day for 90 days and then I I never went back. Some people actually learn how to do stand-up from those meetings. There was a guy named I Dave. I learned how to bomb. <laughs> there was a guy named Dave Fitzgerald who was a really funny comedian back in Boston 
And um, he learned how to do stand-up from making hilarious stories out of his drunk days. Because mm-hmm. he, he was a fucking raging alcoholic. Yeah. And the same thing, just quit and then started doing stand-up and literally learned how to do it yeah. from a meeting. Because he would tell these crazy stories about being blacked out, drunk, yeah. and fucked up, and being in gunfights. Mm-hmm. You know, high speed yeah. chases and all this nuts. If you had alcohol to shit, crazy stuff goes down. Oh, yeah. But yeah, those no, guys, many of them learn how to do stand up. Yeah, you're standing up in front of an audience. Yeah. I was brought up Quaker too. So our church was you stand up and speak, and everyone just oh, sits there in silence Quaker. and watches you. Yeah. What's that like? Which one's Quaker? That's the oat box. Oat box. Everyone's yeah. like, gets it confused with Amish, which has nothing to do with Amish. What's the difference? It's just a very chill Christianity. So it's. Were those the pilgrims? Pacifists. The pilgrims, Quakers? No, I don't think they were. The, they were, um, when did Quakerism start? They're I don't pacifists? know. Yeah, yeah, they're pacifists. They believe that God's in the form of an inner light that's in everyone and everything. Hmm. So why would you fight? I mean, I agree with that just from hallucinogens and shit too. But um, it's something I struggle with. Like I have to look back at, you know, childhood predators and I'm like, can I, I have to forgive these people because they are from the same light, I guess. What is the, what's the wacky thing with um, Quakers? Quakers are well it's just very it's just you sit in silence so the churches there's two types there's programmed and unprogrammed I was unprogrammed which is the super chill one there's no bible talk there's no preacher there's nothing you just sit in benches facing each other my meeting house had these old creaky explain what are you talking about so it's a like a it's a meeting house that you meet up with on on Sundays yeah or you look down at your hands you don't really look at each other but you you sit there's facing benches and then there's you know, benches here, so you are kind of all looking at it. You're facing each other. And what do you do? You sit in silence, and then if you feel moved to speak, it's supposed to be God speaking through you. But if you just feel moved to speak at all, you just stand up and you say whatever you want. Wow. And, and so you're not, you're not reading scripture? I mean, some people, every once in a while, someone would do that growing up. But I went to a Quaker school, too, and we were little kids. We used to have to sit in silence for like 45 minutes, which was impossible. It's such bad ADD. It was insane. I would wear shirts that had like things on it I could play with. Like <laughs> I had a shirt with a phone and it had like a cord and I would just wear it and I would set alarms and sit on my alarm so it wouldn't go off. I just had to be doing stuff. It was crazy. You're just so little and you're just well, sitting there silently. People are so bored. Little insane. kids get so bored, you know, and what's the first thing they do? They try to medicate them because they yeah. the they're so bored. Well, I got medicated too. We did Ritalin and stuff. Oh, no. But when I was older, I, I don't feel like it affected me. They put me on antidepressants a little bit, but I was pretty good at being like, I don't want to do these things. You don't feel like it affected you to be on well, Ritalin? I, but I, I didn't take it for that long. How long did you take it for? I don't know. Do I don't think Allie? I took it for that long. Allie McCroskey? Duh. Duh. She was talking about it last Fucking night. love her. Love her too. She was She's talking about how like that same shit happened to her when she was a kid. Just yeah. Just bouncing off the walls and they medicate you. Yeah. It's so, it is interesting because it is... I can only imagine what it's like to be a parent. You just, there's all this information coming at you and you're dealing with your own shit. And a lot of people didn't go through their healing process or anything too. So it must be so hard to be a parent. It's just gotta be crazy. I, I think about it. I never wanted to have a kid until I did some hallucinogens. And then I was like, maybe I want to have a kid. You'd be a great mom. Yeah, I think I would, but I I'm just so. dealing with all my heal. I'm dealing yeah. with all my, I just want to make sure I'm not in a place. I, I was very angry in the past and it's something that I work on a lot. I just wouldn't want to redo patterns and stuff like that. But I do think because I've had, I had such traumatic stuff, I think I would be, I think I could protect my kids so in a good way. So the Quakers are allowed to medicate their kids? That's part of the doctrine? Yeah, you can. It's okay. There's no doubt. I mean, it's pretty no, loose. It's like, yeah. you can do whatever you want. There was one guy that wore his like Jewish stuff to a meeting. Oh. Uh, 
I went to meeting after the election. I went a little bit. I was like, maybe I want to go back to church. What? The Quaker church? Yeah. After I just 2016? Was, yeah, because I just Why? was, it just triggered a lot of things in me. And, and uh, I went real crazy for a second. I just had a lot of trauma that I wasn't dealing when with. When Trump won? It wasn't, this is embarrassing. Okay. I was hanging out with a lot of, anyway. What happened? I just got really like, I got really mad. I don't know. I got really mad. I just wasn't. I wasn't um, dealing with stuff and it just kind of pushed all this stuff forward for me. And How so? What do you mean by... Just like some sexual assault stuff just came up. Like I think a lot of people that were angry and were marching around and stuff were, had some personal triggers that had happened for them. Oh, so because of like the grabbing by the pussy talk? Yeah, and, and then you read it and then I read up on it and it's not what it seems and I don't know. I just, I you know, there was a lot of hysteria and... It just tri- it just triggered a lot of my shit, but I'm glad it did because it helped me get through a lot of stuff. And I definitely, I think, have a different view on those things now. And I, you know, I was running around so mad at who I'm like, who am I mad at? I did a lot of like when it first happened. I was like, fuck, man, I did that for about three months. Thank God I got out of that. But really angry and just projecting and pissed and all this stuff. And it's like there's a few there's a few men I'm mad at, right? There's a few. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm certainly not mad at men, but there are a few. From your past? Yeah, you, you know, and that back. was something I had to deal with, and I had to learn to compartmentalize that and not make it this broad thing. I hate was when people this, do that. It's so upsetting. The drinking days? The drinking days, and from my childhood, you know, I had I had some fucked up shit happen, but, you know, it it's, you can't, it's just important to for me to not blame a large group of people that have nothing to do with my trauma. And it's also when I get triggered, what I needed to learn was that's my responsibility to handle my trigger. And I can't just be running around like this, like unsheathed sword. I mean, I can, but I'm going to cut everyone around me. Yeah. The thing that people do when they blame everyone that's part of that group, you know, it's so common. And it's so, you remember uh, there was a real problem a few months back where Liam Neeson uh, was talking about one of his friends that had gotten something that happened where a, a black guy had done something, mm-hmm. murdered one of his friends, yeah. or raped one of his friends, something awful. I think it was right. rape. And so he would go out at night with a bat looking for a black guy to start trouble. And he mm-hmm. talked about it, and everybody was furious at him. Yeah. And, and he was saying, like, look, I, I didn't do anything, and I was in a terrible state of mind. Yeah. I'm just being honest about this. I'm not proud yeah. of this. It was one of the most embarrassing and darkest moments right. of my life. But I did it. Right, and know? not letting people express those things express and, and talk and, about it yeah. and say a way. Because I am embarrassed that I got so man I mean, it's... Im- I, you know, there's a couple podcasts I did where I was like, fuck man, you know, and I, that hurts people. I hurt people by saying that. No, I mean, but whatever. Me. No, but people have lashed out on me for stuff like that. But it's like, I don't fucking, I don't have the capacity to hate an entire group of people. And I certainly like, I have brothers. I have my dad. I don't. Don't you think this is so that sometimes you say things and that's not really what you mean? Yeah. And then you're just expressing anger. Mm-hmm, of course. And then I think right now what's going on and I've checked out of a lot of stuff. I don't pay attention to a lot of things anymore because it was just like what? the news you mean yeah it's just like not it's not real i don't read twitter i don't i just don't do it it's like i gotta focus on 
what I can do and how I can feel good and how I can, I just want to make people laugh, have a good time, make people feel good. I want to feel good. It's like, I can't do that if I'm in this constant state of taking in all this information that's just pushing my buttons, pushing my buttons. Well, yeah, some of it's not going to be, but some of it certainly is. And you, if you're not controlling the, like you, you have a mental diet too. And that's something that people don't think of all the time. You know, I don't remember who, who described it that way, but it's the best way of describing it. You have a physical diet. And if you have a poor physical diet, your body's sick. Yeah. But if you have a poor mental diet, your mind is sick. Yeah. Like you're taking in nonsense all the time. Yep. And fights. You know, I had Bernie Sanders on yesterday. And, uh, Who? That guy is running for something. Oh, like he kind of looks government. like my dad. Yeah. A little okay, bit. Cool. Um, and uh, I briefly looked into the comments of uh, mm-hmm. one of the posts and- so many fucking people are so goddamn toxic. Yep. They're just battling it out left and right and misrepresenting his position mm-hmm. and misrepresenting. Someone was calling me an alt-right white supremacist, <laughs> white nationalist. Like, what in the fuck? <laughs> That's so hot. They said that <laughs> you should I make had, a t-shirt. So they said, someone said that I had someone, what is that, Stormfront or something like that? What is that white supremacist page? Stormfront or something. They said I had the founder of Stormfront on my podcast. What the fuck are you talking about? You just making are you a proud up. boy? No, I'm but so I had, proud of those guys. I, and Ga- I had Gavin McGinnis, who Gavin, Gavin McGinnis, yeah. who is the founder of the Proud Boys. Yeah. I had him on before, but I had him on before there was a Proud Boys. I didn't even know what the fuck. Yeah, a but proud also, boys why was. can't you and talk when I had to a person? On, I I asked him about it, and I was critical. I was criticizing him. I was like, you can't just claim you're going to have violence with people. It's it's so fucking dumb. And then all the Proud Boys shit that happened with violence came far after that, but people are like yeah. blaming me for having him on. I don't even know what the fuck it is. He's the co-founder of Vice. That's it's what also I knew. Just, it's also interesting. Don't you want to hear the other side? Like, don't yes. you want to hear everyone's opinions and everyone's thoughts? Don't you want to try to understand and come to a common ground? Don't you want to realize like, I'm not religious really or anything, but it's like we are all God's children. Like there's missing this whole thing. It's this fight yes, against no. each other. Yes, but no. Okay, the problem is there's a lot of these people that do go on shows and try to reinvent themselves sure. in a disingenuous way and they try to whitewash what they're doing or whitewash mm-hmm. their past. And to that point, I mean, the idea is that you're helping them recruit people. Okay. Before he was on my podcast, though, there was no – there was no people for him to recruit to. So people need to understand, like, he wasn't, there was nothing. Like, I had him on because he was this guy who was funny. And he used to do a lot of interesting videos. Right. He fucked up when he started that group. And he fucked up when he was calling for violence and telling people to choke a bitch and punch people and grab these people. And he was doing it in response to the violence that Antifa was was pushing on right wing people that would have these meetings mm-hmm. and they would show up. Yeah, doing like it's not, the it's all clown mirror back at them. It's all being crazier. Yeah, it was all poorly thought out. But the idea that that makes you a white nationalist because you talked because you talked to them, yeah. It's so fucking stupid, but it's like this is the world we live in, and everything's so yeah. polarized. It's like you're left or right, you're black yep. or white, you're one or zero. It's like there's no gray area. With they anything. also freeze you in the one moment that you said the thing, mm-hmm. and then there's no before or after. Right. There's no growth. There's nothing. It's like you're yeah. fucking out. Yeah, they just look for this quote trap and just that's yeah. it. You said that. You said that. Like no, I'm like I clarified. I, I expanded. Yeah. I took it back. I revisited it. Like there's a lot of things yeah. that people do when you talk where you just, you know, you say things like, you say things like you don't even know what the fuck you're going to say when you're saying it. Like yeah. You say, and then you go, oh, that doesn't make sense. And then you re, re clarify and 
when you're talking in long foreign conversation and like this in a podcast and someone wants to take a snippet out of it and just decide that that's who you are, it's, it's nuts. It doesn't make any sense. And it's this is the world we're living in today. Everybody wants to paint everyone as toxic. Yeah. Everyone, they, you want to paint, so many people I should say, want to paint people as being a problem or a negative thing. And it's like, this is the Twitter world where 20% of the people make 80% of the yeah. posts. Yeah. And so many of them are fucking losers. And Just, it's also, it's such a, you're giving all of your power out to outward. You're not paying attention to yourself. You're blaming mm -hmm. others. You're trying to change the world around you. You're trying to create a safe space through other people. Yeah. You're, well, like, I'm, do you know how unhappy you're going to be in your life if you're expecting other people to come cower to all of your demands and well, do all of your stuff. Everyone's dealing with their own fucking shit. They're not trying to be happy. Part of it, what's, what they're trying to do is somehow or another score points and rack up, you know, and, and distract themselves from their own life by focusing on these external issues that they think are critical and super important. And some mm -hmm. of them are. Obviously, running for president, whoever's going to be president's very important issue. And most of the time, like 95% of the time, I avoid comments. But for whatever reason, I just found myself flipping through it because I wanted to see what the people think about Bernie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what a mistake. You can't look. You can't look. It seems worse, though. It seems like every time I check, if I, if I don't check Twitter for four months and then I check it, it's like, whoa, is it, if, if things accelerated this much or people are so angry at so many different things and just they, they paint people in such character, caricature way, like AOC. I, the, she is a woman who I don't think there. I don't think I've ever seen anybody work so. People work so hard to mischaracterize her mm -hmm. or paint her in in a horrible light. And I'm like, look, she says things that I don't agree with. But yeah. Why is everyone so fucking angry? Like, what is this? Well, people will put all their thing on things on. You know, and they they have these beliefs and like definitely when I was in my whole like, you know, when I was extra angry and feeling, you know, you you have this whole system around you mm -hmm. and you you know, you can't hear the other side and you have to like, yes, everyone has to be a villain in that or they, they're either with you or against you. And I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just unhealthy. I had to tap out. I stopped paying attention to a lot of stuff and I don't know if that makes me ignorant. I just got to live a happy life. No, I don't think it does make you ignorant. I don't think it's a f an effective way to communicate. I think it's a really piss poor way to communicate. And I think it, it fosters rage more than anything. Yeah. There's something about being able to talk to people where you don't have social cues, you don't have empathy, mm -hmm. you're not looking at them. And people say the meanest, nastiest shit yeah. to each other. And it's insulting people and dunking on people is more important than actual communication. Well, it's attention too. So it's, you know, they're maybe trying to impress their other buddies mm -hmm. that are on there. Sure. They're trying to get those extra little likes, right? They're like, the the main point would be they want to get your attention. Holy mm -hmm. shit, they got Joe Rogan's attention. That's so cool. You know, they just want to feel alive or whatever. And that's, you know, people have their own process. I try to not take anything personally. It's like, you don't know me. If you don't like me, like, that's weird. You don't know me. Yeah. You shouldn't really have that much of an opinion. It's like not finding your validation. You can't find the good stuff or the bad stuff in the comments. You can't. Well, if just, you look at the comments for good things, it's just yeah. as bad as looking at it for bad things. Yeah. I mean, some people think it's a good idea to gauge like whether or not the conversation was effective, whether or not you could have done something better to navigate it more efficiently or more um, more entertaining for the make it more entertaining for the people that are listening. Looking for the constructive criticism. Yeah, I mean, there can be some of that from some people. The problem is you're trying to manage all this data at scale, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're dealing with thousands and thousands of humans that are chiming in, and a lot of them are deeply unhappy. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are commenting on things that are just 
really frustrated with their lives. Like, imagine if someone saw or listened to you when you were like, fuck men and fuck yeah. this, and they're like, oh, that's who she is. Right, exactly. And then you see, they see you on here laughing and being silly, yeah. and they're like, wait a minute, who's this bitch? Yeah. You know, like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not the same person. Yeah. Well, you're not the same person. You're not the same person who you were six months ago. I know, we grow in. Yeah, I hopefully. Would, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I do. I try to do a lot of work on myself. Um, I stopped lo- watching. You, this was huge for me. I was watching a lot of true crime. Oh Jesus! I was watching like Datelines, stuff like that, all these things, and I mean that is fucking toxic. People are obsessed with it. They're mm-hmm. obsessed with it, and I just started to realize. I know a friend of mine had there was one about her sister. And once I saw that and I just realized like, this is not good. This is finding entertainment out of these really real things that have happened to people in this pain. And I have had fucked up things happen. I've had friends have fucked up things happen. I've seen these things. I don't need to bring awareness to this. I know that. And, um, well, well, a lot of women get into those true crime shows. It's like dramatic and everything, but it's not, it's, it's real. These are real things that happen to people. But is it because you want to know that that's out there so you can prepare yourself or so you can be aware? Like, what is what is the appeal? Because uh, apparently, see, find out if this is true, but I, I remember reading this, that true crime shows sort of skew in their demographics um, more female than male. Like, the more females are into true crime shows than male. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's like a beginning, middle, and end to a story. Like there's a whole plot line, and then they catch the person, and the way the editing is, and they don't you know, they have the catch interviews, them. and well, for a lot, in a lot of the episodes, they will. Sometimes they catch them before they kill them, and that's disappointing. But um, it's just very young women are the biggest true crime buffs, and here's why: if you're even remotely interested in true crime story, oh, in true crime, boy. <clears throat> have the last couple years been good to you first there was the mega hit podcast serial which launched october 2014 several months later the hbo released the jinx six episode documentary blah 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 blah. captivating these um as captivating these programs were for the general public one group in particular has become particularly enthusiastic about the genre young women hmm it's weird and a lot of the victims are young women it's like what i don't know what it is hmm the I don't know what is, sort of like... Look at that. According to Dr. Howard Foreman, a forensic psychiatrist at Montefiore Medical Center, the trend is rooted in empathy. By the time you get to adulthood, women are able to empathize with a greater degree than men on average. Foreman tells Tech Insider this may lead to true crime being more interesting to women than men simply because if you empathize more with the victim, it may be more relevant to you and more gripping. And then if you empathize with the murderer, you're in some trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he it did just, a good job. It just was too, I don't know, it just got so dark and weird. And yeah. I had a guy in my, when I was living with my ex-boyfriend in this in this uh, apartment building, there was this really weird kid who was so overly familiar and just really weird with me. And I felt, I really felt threatened by him. I felt really uncomfortable with him. I told the landlord, you know, my boyfriend was traveling a lot for work and stuff, so... I was alone a lot. I had a How old bat. You? He was like maybe eighteen. And you he was felt young. threatened by him. He just was weird. He was off Aspergersy, very weird, like very just the way he looked at me was weird. He overly complimented me in an inappropriate way. I would set up boundaries. He would keep coming. He tried to I was bringing my laundry up to my apartment and uh my boyfriend was out of town and he the kid lived a, on a different floor than me and he goes, Oh, let me take your laundry. I go, No. No. And he goes, oh, let me take it. And I go, no, 
I'm, I don't need your help. Very clear. And then he, the door opens to the elevator. He tries to take my laundry. I go, no. And then I get off the elevator and I start walking and he starts following me. And I go, you don't live on this floor. And he goes, oh, sometimes I get off here and walk up. I go, no, you don't. You're not supposed to be on this floor. And then I pretended to go into someone else's apartment because I couldn't let him know where I lived. Jesus. And then he left. So that's when I called Tate again. And he set me up with Scott Epstein at 10th Planet. And that's when I started doing jujitsu. Because I'm like, nobody's fucking with me anymore. There's no, I cannot control my surroundings. I cannot control that. All I can do is control my you, ability. You don't live to, in the same building nope. anymore? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the thing that women have to deal with. And I, I have experienced it to a far lesser degree with creepy dudes who want to follow me in hotels. Oh, yeah. You have, I've seen people, people are so weird with you. Yeah, it's weird. They want to follow you in hotels, though? Yeah. Like, guys follow me into the elevator and want to come to my room. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Yeah. They want to watch you jerk off. I don't think they They're like, Louie me, please. They don't want to leave me alone once I'm near them. They just no, want to stay I see close it. People, to me. People come up to you and they're so um, excited. This is their moment. They're they're shivering. They're shaking. I watch it all the time. It's I told you I want to do a reaction where they just should have our faces, your friends' faces when people are approaching you. We're just all like, oh my God. I mean, they do it on a, a smaller scale with other people too, but I mean, you really have it. They're always unfolding a paper. They've always got something they need to share with you. Like, this is their big chance to tell you whatever the thing is that they need to tell you. I mean, it is really their moment. The You're most, a part of people's biggest moment of their life all day long. The biggest one is when they have a business pitch. Uh -huh. It's the most frustrating. I've seen it. And I'm like, listen, we are not going into business together. Yeah. Well, how do you know if you don't hear it? Because I don't have time to do what I'm doing already. <laughs> Like, and I have friends. Like I'm already selling fanny packs. Yes. I can't do more. Super busy with the fanny pack <laughs> business. Hireprimate.com. Go there for all your fanny pack needs. I died when you told me you sold fanny packs. Yeah, sell that out. So they sell funny. out every month. I have to keep restocking I, them. You're the king. I don't even get it. I sell a lot of fucking fanny packs. They sell like crazy, but they're really high quality. I was living out of my car when you told me that. It's a company called Roots from Canada. They make them super high quality leather, and I just get them to print it with a high, higher primate logo on them. But I, you know how I found out about this company and their f excellent fanny packs? Did it involve anal sex? No, Dice Clay. Oh my God. Dice Clay had Does a fanny pack <laughs> on, and I said, where did you get that glorious fanny pack? It's like, oh, you like it? Oh! oh. And uh, he showed it to me, and I said, this is fucking excellent. Can so I go I was, through? Oh, it's Roots. There's nothing in there, but yeah. There's sure. nothing good. I mean, it's keys Chapstick? Yeah. It's uh, CBD chapstick. Super CBD, huh? That's mm -hmm. the only one I fuck with. I took some before I came, so I didn't freak the fuck out. Does Ooh. that help you? Oh, there's something in here. Okay. You're so rich. <laughs> Joe, you're so rich. I was living out of my car next there's to parking the, next to it. one of your cars. That's it, right there. See that Roots fanny pack? That's where I learned about it. Oh my god. He's got the fucking beautiful fanny pack. And oh! then so what's the what makes yours yours? Well, I bought it from the Roots company. I had them produce them for me, and it's hard to see because it's kind of, this is an older one. So I've had this one for a few years. But there's the higher primate logo that's embossed in the um, can you get one that says Annie Fanny? No, but you can make it. Joe. You can bring it somewhere. You will you lend me some money? <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll give will you, you lend me some money to make some my money fanny pack? To, to glitter on it. It's, uh, yeah. You should do it like a craft thing. Like, It'll be fun. Yeah, should we have a craft? Yeah, we'll do a little yeah. craft show. That's not hard to Puffy do. Puffy paints. Just do it with glue. You paint it with glue, and then you sprinkle, you know, uh, glitter all over it. Yeah. And the glue will stick to glitter. I'm very glittery. Yeah, there you go. I don't think so. I try to wear hearts, though. Dude, that's a good look for you. 
Yeah. I'm trying to Elton John. I watch this video of Elton John live all the time at. Uh, what are you showing me, Jamie? Uh, guys, the trend of wearing them up here oh, like this. Oh, those people How do you feel are about that? cowards. <laughs> They're young. You, no, 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 no. They There's can throw people. their. No, can, no, 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 no. They are cowards. They don't want to wear it as a fanny pack, so they wear it over their shoulder because they're cowards. Yeah, and if a hot girl comes that doesn't like fanny packs, they can exactly. throw their elbow into it and pretend they're injured. No, <laughs> that's not what they're doing. It's I gotta laugh. It's not a sling. They're doing it because they don't want to. They want the functionality of a fanny pack, but they don't want the social stigma. They're cowards. Well, it's a new. Yeah, it's like the Jaden Smith. Was the Jaden Smith? I don't know. Look? It's like he would wear that. Would he? It's the younger. This is the younger generation. They're re, they've taken our fanny packs and they've made them into something else. Isn't he non-binary? Maybe. What is it saying at the bottom of that uh, goofy picture with that coward? Was it that coward? Fanny pack yeah, and see-through iridescent zip. Okay. Yeah, Fuck. Out don't of here. have a see-through bag, by the way. Nobody wants to see your tampons. <laughs> <laughs> you think he has Hide tampons? your purse, maybe. Might, I don't know. Right? You never know with these young boys these days. They're yeah, very woke. They are woke. <laughs> They're you so know, polite. I was, but reading there's this all thing these women Yale. that want to get choked by Bigfoot. So I was reading this thing about Yale and that Yale put tampons in the men's room because they said not everyone who menstruates is a woman. And I'm like, yes, they are. I thought maybe they worked for diarrhea. No, yes, everyone who <laughs> menstruates is a woman, scientifically. We're getting wacky. I'm a woman right now, We're can you tell? Wacky. Yeah, it is It is a weird thing that's happening. Oh, my God. I'll call anyone whatever they want. It's just a weird. Yeah, I will too. I have no problem. I, want, I, would, I would love to make you happy. It's as just, long as it doesn't. It's so wacky. Well, Chappelle said that thing on his special where he said, uh, um, to what degree do I have to partake in your self-esteem? Right. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's not just that. It's it's an enforcement. There's like an authoritarian enforcement of certain language and certain ways of communicating with people. Yeah. You know, there is a goddamn hilarious thing that Tim Pool posted up of a communist meeting where this woman is calling everyone comrades and this guy is like, could everyone please stop moving because could you guys please stop moving because I have severe ADD and all <laughs> this moving is really distracting me. And the woman goes, all right, thank you, comrade, duly noted. And then the guy goes, please, can you stop using gendered language when you say that? Oh it's my very, God. it's very offensive. And like, it is woke gone this is what chaos. i was saying before about how it's like if you're expecting the world to accommodate to you like your safe space is inside yourself you fool it's inside you you don't have control of the outside world this is people trying to control the language of everyone around them yes and then saying it's unsafe if they don't follow your new vocabulary that's an unfair thing do you find it and I you're saw unfulfilling the video, I can't even, I'm it's an asian his. lady no, no, I, and he said this can't be real it's like two days ago, he put it. Me, uh, it was, Sam Harris reminded me of it. it was, we were fucking howling, laughing about it. It's, it's, it's just too much. It's to the point like of parody. It's like the onion is not ridiculous enough. I know. Like these people are more ridiculous than the most ridiculous parody. Like you can't even mock it. But do you think that it is them trying to see what they can get away yes. with? Yes, they're little kids. How far can I go? They're playing make believe. They're, they're, um, I'm a chicken, you know? <laughs> I'm a someone was Someone said this to me. I can't remember who it was, but. That all of the the words, the keywords that people are using now, like triggered, safe space, they're autistic terms. They're t terms that people use with autistic Let's children. Let's hear this. Play this. 
If we want to defeat capitalism, we are going to need a party that will organize working、mm-hmm. people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Right, right.、Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point、um, of personal privilege.、Yes. Um, guys,、uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he him. I he him. just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please,、oh、can we just? I know it's we're all、Guess、fresh、what? and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Look at this guy. Okay, is there a speaker against name point chapter pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Okay. Look at that, <laughs> that redheaded monster. Where is he? Right in the lower right-hand corner, with the 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 halter top, whatever the fuck、oh. it is, the tank top thing. <laughs> See that that with the redhead, red hair, the crazy redhead. That's the one that jumped up. That's the he, him, she. He's her, wearing that red,、Zer. so he's、yes. wearing that red, so when he gets his period, it、Please、doesn't show. Do not use gendered language.、Ugh. This is Just, this is where we're at. We're at we're in nonsense land, and people are acting like this is normal. You're a bunch of babies. What do you just, give a fuck if someone says guys? Yeah, who cares、How、what about, people said about say you? Say girls. Say girls. I could be there. Say girls. I, I don't care. This is you're you're crazy. Please do not use gendered language. What? How does that change anything? And by、It's、the way, words, if you can't、yeah. if you can't deal with a bunch of people moving around and distract making noises and shit, just stop. Yeah, just stop. Get the fuck out of there. Yes,、don't、force everybody else to deal with your fucking weak mind. Go home. Do、Go home. Watch this on YouTube. Eat a steak. Do some squats. Eat a steak. Eat some elk. Get your fucking life in order. Go fuck Bigfoot. Pipsqueak. All right.、Yeah. Go fuck a goddamn Go Bigfoot. Go write a Bigfoot fuck book and make millions. What is this seminar about? About being an asshole. Communism. It's just. Socialism. It's, it's just so. It's like playing on this thing too, where it's like I want people to feel good. I was a special ed teacher. I've done all these things. The、special ed kids wouldn't have been talking like this,、no. asking for all these things. And well, this is what they, what these kids are calling socialism, right? Like this is what I mean. Everyone has to be like super, super sensitive and aware of every single fucking thing they do and every single fucking thing that everybody around them does. It just keeps you has a, to comply. And it keeps you a victim too, because it's impossible for that to happen. Yeah. So no one's ever going to comply to everything you say. There's always going to be one person, even if they don't, even if they want to. Maybe they were listening to something else and they didn't know that that's. What they were supposed to do, or whatever. So then, there's always going to be you're always going to be a victim of something. Someone's always said the wrong thing. They've always done the wrong thing, and all of your worth is from something outside of yourself. And you now don't have to deal with your own. But it also gets、shit. it ramps up. What used to be acceptable a year ago now is unacceptable. A year from now, it'll be something else. After a while, you won't even be able to say colored. You're going to have to say the c word, right?、Yeah. You're going to have to say you can't say people of color, which is. A, POC. Isn't that people of color? That's a, that is a weird one. Like, yeah. Like the NCAA or、um, NAACP rather, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, which is bananas. Like you,、yeah. you can't say that. You can't even say that any, anymore. It's like so dumb. It's such a weird thing. And also, people. I feel like if people stopped having attachment to words, you could stop having them mean anything. Like they wouldn't hurt you. Well, that Lenny Bruce I mean? talked about that in the '60s. It was one of his bits in the '60s. He would he would call people by a bunch of ethnic slurs, and then say, you know, the problem with not saying these words is that if you say these words enough time, they lose all their meaning, and it's not going to hurt some kids'、yeah. feelings. I'm paraphrasing, but this is the opposite. And of you、that. know what、this、they did remo- to him? Nothing.、He、they turned、Caroline. him into a woman and Miss Maisel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
They rewrote him. They show? rebooted him. I've watched a little bit. I think it's good. It's I haven't watched. Um, but it is weird, right? It. Mrs. Maisel is him. Yeah. She's the mother. I auditioned for that. And then when I saw her tits in the front, I'm like, my tits auditioned for her tits? That's like amazing. You want to show it's your big, tits? No, but in the first scene, she showed her tits. I was like, all right, thank you. Thank you for getting me that audition. I don't understand what you're saying. She showed her tits in the first scene. Right. And I didn't realize that that was going to be in the scene. Mm-hmm. They didn't make me go topless or whatever, but I was honored to have been in the same audition pool as oh okay it's rachel brosnahan her, and her big juicy she tits. looks great she looks great she's, she's really funny she's body. good she's a great actress she is hilarious but i was talking to a male comic it was really funny and he was like ah, i don't like that fucking show because there was no woman like that back yeah, then it like, weird. yeah there was no superman either man like what the fuck yeah. are you talking about there's no walking dead rick didn't kill any zombies yeah guess what it's all fake like yeah. does it really freak you out that there was a woman comic like they're it's not saying a show it happened. about comedy. Right. It's a funny show about comedy. You should be excited that there's a show about stand-up comedy in right. the 1950s and 60s. It's fucking great. Yeah. Like so, what do you care if they made up a woman? Like why? Well, what they're do- not getting represented. The white men. It's not even <laughs> that. It's like it's like a historical thing. Like yeah, it, was bo- it, would bo- it was bothering him historically. It is it was- that they are they are intersecting with real things that happen. So I can see where that's a little annoying. I don't want to bring up Elton John again, but I did see Rocket Man, and it is it was weird when they were not. If there are things that happened in your... Why do you say bring up Elton John again? Because I keep bringing him up. Bringing him up yeah, you just didn't even. When did listen. you bring him up earlier? I've just been talking about him the whole time. Did she? No. Because I listened to Elton John a lot. Did you? Yeah, I watched this one live video of him a lot. I don't think you said that. I wear. I did. Did you? Yeah. I forgot. Okay. That's okay. Um, I can only be expected to be listened to 20% of the time. What was wrong with Rocket Man? Well, it's just he didn't write the lyrics, which they said, but then the whole movie was like trying to force these life events into the lyrics. So it was like, but he didn't write it. it. So he didn't write it. So it just wasn't, it didn't feel real. I would have rather have heard more shit about when he married that woman and stuff. He married a woman? Yeah, he married a woman. Whoa. Yeah. How frustrated was she? She must have been really horny. (laughs) Just sliding around in there. She probably didn't know. She's probably rich. But I I think, I think probably maybe it was just a beard situation. She knows. Sure. But also, there's got to be a lot of those. There's a lot of guys that want to believe that they can be straight, you know? That's why they buy the Whitney Cummings dick doll. Ah, <laughs> but that's where like that all pray the gay away stuff is. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of those pray the gay away yes. camps where yep. these guys are sitting around holding men with boners? They, they yeah. literally get hard-ons holding you and telling you you're not gay. Yeah. You're like, hey, what the fuck's going on back yeah. there? It's fucking crazy. It's like It's so wild to not be like, just lean into what you are, your happiness, your joy. You know? Yeah, but think about yourself. You were raised a Quaker. What if you raised some wildly you've been homophobic told that it's, Christian... Yeah you know anybody who does that is a satan so worshiper sad. and you're gonna go burn in hell and you live with all this guilt and just sin. feeling like that shame yeah. that you're rotten or whatever i mean i definitely have my own shame and i know probably everyone carries them with them i can't imagine on that scale that sucks the, that is probably one of the biggest ones if you're raised christian though if you're raised like serious christian especially fundamental you mm-hmm. know like it's, it's one of the worst sins to lay with another man and and just dealing with it. The dick that they must get at those camps, though. Oh, my God. I mean, they must just be pounding each other out. They probably come so quick because they can't believe they're actually They're just like, yes. oh. And then they have that camaraderie in the fact that they both 
are trying to not be this thing. Oh right, my God. Right. I'm getting horny just talking yeah. about it, honestly. I have right. a new genre. It's not Bigfoot. <laughs> we have to we have to work through this. I mean, I'm not gay and you're not gay, even though we just fucked. Uh, I know, no, just man. crying in each other's gay arms. What a sneaky trick. If you believe in God, that God did. God said, listen, you cannot have sex with men, but you're going to want you're nothing really but gonna that. You're really going to want it. You're going to want that all day. You're going to see their juicy want. assholes all day. You want it more than food. You want it more than water. You just want oh dick and butt. Dick and butt. Dude, dick, butt. Oh, firemen and fucking oh, yeah. cops and construction oh workers and Indians and cowboys. And, and then a band's going to come out and they're all going to play it's each part and you're going to have to try to not fuck them. And then yeah. you can't even go to the YMCA anymore. Yeah. It's, what I, a, I mean, if you really believe in Jesus and you really believe that you shouldn't be gay, but you are gay, what a dirty trick God has played uh, on you. Must be terrible. I just feel like there's nothing more dangerous than repressed that's got to be where cancer, not just homosexuality, but repressing any sort of feelings like that. Sure. It's got to be what cancer is. Well, repressed sexuality is always strange. Like when I was in high school, there was always these girls from Catholic school. And girls from Catholic school that went to all mm -hmm. girls Catholic schools were the biggest hoes. I know. They could Anal not doesn't wait. count. They couldn't wait to get some dick because it was so forbidden. It was a forbidden fruit. They just would get so excited. Mm -hmm. They couldn't believe it was real. Just fighting <laughs> off these hormones. It's just a, such a terrible trick to play on a young person. Yeah. To tell them that their body is dirty and awful and that these thoughts that are just prevalent, omnipresent in their mind are, are the wicked ways of the devil. And that which you resist persists. Ooh. You true. know, you're just thinking about true. that fucking butthole all yeah. day. Yeah. Fucking sucking a dick. Fat, juicy hog. You just can't have it. Yeah, I mean. It's terrible. It's really bad. You guys, it's also weird. if you're out there, listen, let's just say, let's God, let God give you a hall pass. <laughs> Go fucking asshole. Yeah. Go fucking asshole. Go suck or a dick. just move to boys town and realize like, you're going to be fine. There's a group of them. They get together and they have a great old time. There's a and parade. They, and so, they're so happy. If you go down that street, West go down Hollywood Santa is the it's happiest. So happy. It's so happy. They're free. They don't even. Their shoulders are exposed. Like there's just tank tops <laughs> everywhere. Just hair shaved. Anything yes, you want. Just every freedom. type. I love going. I feel invisible. It's amazing. It is. I love walking. I could just invisible. walk. I could walk bottomless, and they would just. I've talked to gay guys though. They get mad that straight guys or and straight girls are going to gay clubs now to hang out. That it's like a weird thing. Cultural that, appropriation. Yes. Talk to Martindale. Well, Je I could Martindale see where you'd be like, like where you'd be like, hey, this was like our place to yes. fuck, and now you're here, mm -hmm. like, you're yeah. wearing glitter. Yeah, get the fuck out You're wearing here. rainbows. Remember Dimitri Martin had that joke about where he's like, um, gays just get, I can't, I'm paraphrasing, but gays just get rainbows? That's not fair. You just get fractured light, like greedy, greedy gays. I mean, this is <laughs> what, back in the day when you could say stuff like that. Yeah, I, I had a bit funny. about, that was pretty similar, about that they, it was because of Duck Dynasty. One of the guys from Duck Dynasty was giving, I don't get it, I don't understand why gay, and my bit was like, listen, you should shut the fuck up, <laughs> or the gay people will take over camo the same way they took the rainbow. Oh, that's so funny. Because they own the rainbow. The rainbow used to be leprechauns, used to be the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah. You know, now it's gay people. To the point where if I came on stage with a fucking rainbow t-shirt on, people, people would be go, like, oh, I knew guy. it. I knew it. <laughs> We've been waiting yeah, for this I moment. I fucking knew it. But the, um, the idea was that if uh, like what all the gay 
guys would have to do is start every gay porn in a duck blind. Oh my god! Every gay porn would start with a. That's so. Funny. <laughs> they're wearing camo and they're duck hunting, and then someone would come in, a black guy would come in and go, "Something about duck hunting make me horny." That like duck whistle thing. Yeah. Oh my god! My friend worked on my friend Mike, who I stayed with, worked on Duck Dynasty, so he knows all those guys. What is that? That seemed like a trip. Are they butt fucking all the time when no one? I don't looking? think so, but. You know, it is funny when you take just a family and then you make them stars, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they cross between reality and yeah, all that stuff, well, and then they go crazy, and then they all of a sudden they're on their own and they get interviewed and they say something really crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the minute they're not, yeah, some TMZ guy puts a camera in their face. Yeah, are they still doing that show? I don't think so. How could they stop? It seems like it was just printing money. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, maybe they are. I know my friend doesn't work for them anymore. But yeah, but are he they was still the... doing Duck Dynasty? Mm, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I give him how... the credit for Duck Dynasty, whether he wants it or not. I don't know how that show. Final episode, March 29th, 2017. So how does that show end ever? It feels like a smart producer should step in and go, hey, guys. It's been a couple of years. I don't I'm know. Sure you've had a lot of wacky stories. Falls asleep with a cigarette in their mouth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> All that camo gone. It's just, it's weird. I mean, if you watch that show, it's like there's nothing compelling about it at all. But it was an enormous hit. Yeah. Just a bunch of people doing duck stuff. There is something about reality <laughs> TV though, where you're just like, it's so thoughtless. Yeah. You just don't have to. You're just being taken on this dumb, dumb ride, yeah. and you're just like, you, just you know. Jaw. It's just, it's nothing happening. It's like, all right. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're watching people dissect a storage container. Like, yeah, but you, you know doing? what I really like is Survivor. That one I still like. Survivor. I still like Survivor, I think, is the, the number one yeah. reality show. Because it's making people, it's taking away all of their comforts, and they still have to communicate with each other, mm. play games with each other. They have to, they're starving. They have to do these physical, it's still, you're mm-hmm. watching people be like tested and put What to season is that on? Oh my god! It's there's so many seasons. It's like season one million. I've seen just, all of them. It's so good. I don't I don't pay attention to them fully, so I can rewatch them at some point. I've watched them a couple of times. That show was on before Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. So I we started Fear Factor in two thousand one. So that show was probably on in two thousand. Yeah. And nineteen years later, it's in the thirties now. Thirty seasons or 33rd. something. Thirty third. Yeah. yeah. I'm embarrassed that I don't know it because that's how much. Is I love it the still show. a hit? Yeah. It's amazing. Listen, people either are on to Survivor or they're not. Well, well, they've actually done 38 episodes or seasons somehow, it says, but this is the 30. Yeah, they do several a year. Now, is it uh, still Jeff Probst? It's still still Jeff Probst. He's still the host. He's still under the radar. Like, Jeff Probst just, like, gets those checks and stays home. And, yeah, but here's the deal. I've seen him driving around. He had his little summer fedora. He was riding in his Prius. I was like, He drives a Prius? This was, like, three years ago. I saw him driving around. Stockpiling all the cheese? Yeah, maybe he's, he's rich dad, cash. poor dad. No, I mean he must have all his money just stocked away. He's, he's driving around in a Prius. He's the he's. I I love the show. Maybe it's he knows so good. that he, they could take this away from him at any moment. Like they, if somebody yeah. replaced him, would you notice? Is he uh, an integral part of the show? I think people would be upset. They would be upset. People what if would Mario be upset. Lopez took his spot. I think people would be very upset. I think they'd be extra upset. What if Adam Carolla took his spot? Um, it would get canceled. <laughs> People would be like, Trump, no! Is he a Trump supporter? I think so. Adam? Really? I think so. But I, I don't know for, listen, I don't know for sure. I don't want to call anyone anything. I think he's conservative. I think he is a Trump supporter, though. 
Some people get conservative when they start making money, though. I listen. I everyone has the right to be whatever the fuck they are. Oh, you think? I think so. What about Nazis? They have the more of a right, a third right. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I think it's something. That's a different word. It's Reich. Reich. Anyway, what does that even mean? What is third Reich? I don't know. I don't even literally don't. I mean, I know what the third Reich is, but I don't even know what it means. Take a guess. I literally have no idea what that means. I know it means the Nazis, right? I don't know. Third the Reich. But what does it mean? Can German. But isn't that a funny thing? Like, uh, that's like Third Reich is like everyone knows Nazis, yeah. but no one knows what the fuck that means. The etymology. Yeah. You with the big words. I know a few. What does it mean? Third regime or empire or third realm. Huh. So the third version of the yeah, Nazi the party? first was the Holy Roman Empire, which lasted until mm. 1806. The second would be 1871 to 1918, and this was the third. Interesting. One. So they were just, they were considering themselves to be the third rulers of the world like the romans interesting yeah what a mess and the yeah. crazy thing is that that was not that long ago that it was, was not that long not ago. even 100 it years ago it was not that long ago at all have you ever seen the video of hitler tweaking at the 1936 olympics twerking tweak like speed <laughs> okay, he was on serious <laughs> speed we were um um with brian moses brian moses was uh, saying that hitler was into bull semen and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then we found out that taurine, which is in uh, Red Bull, actually is from bull semen. Oh, my God. That's this. so fun. That's why I like Red Bull. Look at this. That's Hitler tweaking. Oh, my God. Look he at him go. Straight up tweaking at the Olympics. So he was on all kinds of crazy speed. And then we read this thing about how he was like incredibly fatigued and almost dying. And he um, got injected with testosterone and cocaine and Wasn't gonna oxycodone make that dick grow. and then went and talked Mussolini out of uh, leaving the war because Mussolini wanted to get the fuck out of World War II and Hitler went and just talked at him for five hours just, <laughs> all coked up and oxycodoned out and bull cum dripping down his throat oh my god yeah how did he get how did he extract the bull cum i don't know but bull semen apparently has this taurine stuff in it and they extract taurine from some other method to make the taurine it's in actually Red that's what the guys at the gate pray the gay away camp do they, that's their, take their it job from the tap mm -hmm. they're if extracting you a bull's it. dick you deserve all that well, do you remember? I always think about that horse oh, guy yeah. in Zoo, the documentary. Oh, yeah. That, that documentary is amazing. That video of the horse. Mm -hmm. I'm so trying. And the part Mr. that I'm traumatized by is not the fucking part, okay? No. And do you remember the scene? Okay, so he gets up on the bucket, right? Yeah. And then, you know, they need like several people to grab this giant horse cock and put it in his ass. Mm -hmm. And then the horse rams him only once. Right. And then he goes, th this is the part that got me. He goes... <laughs> He looks back and he goes, did he come? Like he was yeah. so concerned if the horse came. I was like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And the guy made a noise like, like, a, like a noise where you're dying. Yeah, you he fucked he was. He died so soon after. And then his, his friend goes, too much? <gasps> too much. Like, did you get too much did horse dick? Did you get too in? much horse dick? And, and he did. He math, died. If you look at the math, the size of a horse dick oh, and the I size have. of a body cavity. It's like, where is it going? Yeah. Like, what, what's getting out of the way to make room for that dick? Oh boy! They dropped him off at the ho at the hospital. They rolled him and out. He was bleed. He bled yeah. out. He had bled out from his asshole, and that's he how died they happy. I don't think he did. You don't think he was like maybe this was worth think, it? I don't think he was happy. If the horse had come, do you think he would have been worth it? He would have thought it was worth it. Well, the horse did come. 
But do you know that this whole thing, they had the hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage of him getting fucked by donkeys and horses and a bunch of other people that these people had met online. And the, the zoophilia, right, is the, the mm-hmm. medical terminology for someone who's sexually attracted to farm animals and so or animals period and so these people all met online in some chat room and then decided to get together in washington state where it was still legal to fuck animals there's like only a few states where it's okay it's so funny that you had there has to be a law yeah there has to be a law keep people are you just so happy that's not what you're into Mm. i'm just like i just wake up so grateful and blessed i go thank god right could you imagine if that was your your oh thank god Thank I mean, you. You can't control that, right? If you get some, like some people are into feet, some people are into getting fucked by oh, horses. Oh, segueing into feet, huh? <laughs> yes, people are into feet. You, have you heard? I've heard they're into feet. I can't believe it. Well, I was reading up on it that it's the part of the brain that that handles your genitals and your feet are right next. They're adjacent, so sometimes really? the wi- they think that the wires get crossed because. And the, the guy that studied it was a guy who um, studied. Uh, phantom limb syndrome and he was so he was following up on these people's brains where they would feel that they still had a foot or whatever and some guys would get horny it would get their brain so it was just Whoa. like crossed huh. they would get horny thinking of their own not foot Ew. it's hilarious how you pixelate your feet in all those pictures <laughs> it really is funny how'd that get started they just people were they started a wiki feet account for me. I just didn't know if my feet were a thing. I just didn't know. I thought I was wiki just walking feet. around in, you know, in slides. Didn't know I was walking around. I may as well have just been bottomless. I may as well have just been wearing like pajama bottoms with the ass flap backwards open. Mm. Just put, I mean, my little feet pussies just walking around. So then um, once people, I noticed the wiki feet thing and then people were DMing me all the time to see my feet. And I just was like, you don't get this. Have you talked to Whitney pixelated about them. her DMs? Mm-mm. Whitney shares DMs with us sometimes. That's so There's funny. A, a, a group chat I'm in with uh, Nick Swartzen and Crystalia <laughs> and Whitney. And she'll post pictures of her DMs. It's like, what in the fuck? Yeah, they're wild. <sighs> I do a, thi- a, a thing on my podcast and on my uh, live stream sometimes where I sage my pussy at the end of the night. Sage it? With I get like, sage um, and I just... Yeah, I just to break the the negative dick cords that were sent to me, oh. <laughs> the unwanted dick cords from all these dudes. I'm like, yeah, put your nice. dick cords away. Nice. But you know, people are pervs. What are you gonna do? I just make are. fun of them. But it's more guys that are pervs than girls that are pervs with stuff like feet and stuff. Yeah, I like, think so. Is there so. a thing that girls are into that's kind of gross? That- Money. Ah! <laughs> it's so gross but that makes sense like money can keep if you um, don't like your job some people are into like a guy with money fat guys some people are into i don't know it's people are into all different things but but not in the same way it's like, not the same you're right it's not the same some I, guys are into fat girls too but there's a big difference between that and feet men are just very gross you're gross but it's biologically your dicks are just you're just and, ruled your dicks are just dragging you through the world right and it's just got to be acknowledged. We can't pretend this isn't mm-hmm. a thing. It's true. Just dragging you. It's just that's not. We're like breastfeeding and shit. We're thinking about other shit. In uh, archery, there's a term called uh, front of center, meaning um, <laughs> how much weight is in the front of the arrow. It de- de- determines like how much penetration the arrow will have on an animal. I'm getting so horny. This is so weird. And what are you talking about? It's like the thing. The thing with dicks. <laughs> it's like dicks are like your front of center. It's like yeah. dragging you forward. No, they're just. I. I like. I feel like you guys should be like holding yourselves back through yeah. doorways because your right. dicks are pulling you through things, and it makes life a lot easier when you just realize that. But I think it's like I just have only grown up a girl, so I just didn't. You know, I knew obviously because I've. 
had a lot of sexual attention Mm -hmm. even very young but it's it's just like (laughs) your dicks are a thing well there's a reason why there's seven billion people and it's Mm -hmm. not because of it's not necessarily because women are that horny right i think it's just dudes are trying so hard to fuck i know your body's compelled i mean this is a evolutionary thing and it used to be really hard to stay alive yeah not that long ago yeah and now it's really easy and we're kind of left with the burden of this shift yeah we haven't our brains and our biology hasn't really caught up to the fact that we don't need to have as many people as we used to we used to you know used to have a 50 percent mortality rate amongst children it was very difficult to survive and i think that's also that was just in china too you're seeing more shifting with um you know like like those those guys in that video these beta guys the one guy calling out for people to stop being distracting and the other one calling out for people to stop using gendered language like (laughs) who are they well they they wouldn't survive if there was a, a you know the, the Roman army was invading. Like They would have never made yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder who's fucking them. Nobody. Nobody. And Maybe they're, they're just men that aren't driven by that, you know? No, that's not true. That's just as good as they can get. They just, genes, circumstances. They're getting attention and stuff from it. Yes, it's a mess. They're a mess. This it's is so weird how much we're, how much of our like caveman shit is still there and how much of the sh- survival stuff. Like I've been doing, a, listening to a lot of therapy podcasts. There's this one called The Adult Chair. It's this woman, Michelle Chalfont. And she's just, it's all about, dealing like with your inner child and then all and all of your instincts she has like the adolescent chair and the adult chair and your adolescent chair is all of your ego and your emotions and your fight fight or flight like all of that the stuff that you do the procrastination whatever is your problem like why is that happening there's something that's coming from either your child chair or something from your childhood or things like socially when you have social anxiety and panic attacks and stuff so much of it could be just back from in the days if you were excommunicated from your tribe like you would die yes if you weren't a part of the club you would fucking die whitney so we haven't we're still in that that that's the reason why people are afraid of public speaking is that when you were speaking in front of a group you were trying to save your life you were trying to plead your case Mm -hmm. for the most part unless you were the leader of the tribe most of the people were just trying to say, please, I didn't know, and don't kill me. Is that how you feel walking around? Me? No. <laughs> no, but some people At do. the comedy store, people are like, no. merciful king. No, you know how I feel walking around? I feel like they don't, it's like they don't have anybody, how's it, how's it, but here's the way to put it. When you are listening to someone all the time Mm -hmm. and that person's in your ear. That person becomes like a weird part Mm -hmm. of your life. And then you meet them Mm -hmm. and you're like, whoa, this is crazy that you're right here. I've experienced that. When I I first met Anthony Bourdain, I was weirded out. I was like, I can't believe you're right here. This is so weird. I see you on... And I've gotten used to that over time, but still it's strange when I meet famous people. Yeah. You know, when I meet, and it's even weirder when I meet famous people and they know me. I'm like, you know, yeah. Me, okay. Yeah. And then we become famous people together. Like, hi, famous I person. Know. Let's hug it yeah. out. Yeah. I've seen that before. It's fucking strange. When two famous people just see, and then you're just already, yeah. you're already in this weird club of famous people. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Yeah. Automatically famous people club. Well, it's, it's not a normal state. And it's not, I mean, and people that are, that enjoy the podcast and it becomes a part of their life and maybe it benefits them and maybe they start getting motivated and cleaning up their life and start being healthier and mm-hmm. exercising and eating better. And, it, and then, then it becomes just like almost like a religion kind yeah. of thing. 
but because it becomes the thing that you think of, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like how to benefit your life, how to live in a positive way. You think about the things you learned on the podcast, almost like you would look at a religious doctrine. Yeah. You look at the, the teachings of Christ, you know, you look at the teachings right. of Moses, or you look at like, oh, what Rhonda Patrick said right. was this. Oh, well, you know, what Graham Han- Hancock was talking your about. Your voice that. is like in their head. You're like a yeah. unhired coach. Well, to there's, them in there's a, lot a of little ways. bit of that. It's, and it it's also represents my own quest to try to figure out my own mm-hmm. life and to do it publicly and explain what I've learned and how I've failed yeah. and I've, what I've gotten better at. It helps other people when you hear that because you go, oh, okay, I'm not yeah. alone. Like I'm, Because people think that if like your life is in order right now, that it's always been like that. So it, I think it really helps people to hear like, oh, I used to be a fucking loser. Yeah. And, and I did. And I yeah. used to be scared to talk to bank teller, tellers. And it was true. Yeah. Like, I used to be weirded out socially. I was very strange. Now can they know? hear your voice over the cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching? Cha-ching? Because you're rich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's in you're your You're so head. rich. You're my richest friend am i probably i'm guessing probably i can't imagine who's richer well someday you'll be rich too i can't wait we'll laugh laugh. you have laughed at me before will you get those same kind of glasses but surround them with diamonds yeah i I want to get jewels i could see those how long do you think it's going to take to surround them with diamonds yeah just order them you don't even think about it because you're too busy doing other things i'm so busy yes so busy are um, you uh, culturally appropriating with those hoop earrings? Because I don't think that's. Have you heard anymore. my joke about that? No. About how I got accused of cultural appropriation for wearing these hoops. It's hilarious. Because, uh, but Who accused you. My my best friend, she's black, but oh, I did, God. I did uh, slide them off her neck. She's African. Oh. <laughs> 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 I do want to be a part of her tribe. That's the joke. That is the craziest shit when they stretch their neck out with those things. I know. I'm like, this is when you can get mad at the Jenners for cultural appropriation is when they have the lip plate. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When they come with the stretched out thing. Surrey women, yeah. It's just, it, uh, cultural preparations are weird. I don't know. I think we should all be dressing alike. I think it's cool. That we all should be. I well, think people should be dressing. I mean, you shouldn't be like disrespecting people's culture and stuff, but I don't know what. It just seems like. Most of a, what we're calling cultural appropriation today is people looking for a reason to complain. Yeah. Cultural appropriation is one of the reasons why cities are so interesting because we share each other's food, mm-hmm. we share each other's clothes, and listen to each other's music, and you know wear each other's jewelry. It's, it's nonsense. And you know, what's interesting is like how many people from America are upset about things, but then when people from China or Japan find out that we're wearing uh, Chinese, like like Japanese geisha, clothes. we also do bukkake. They're so yeah, pissed. No, they like it. They're happy. <laughs> but there is, wouldn't you? I, I feel like there's been times where I've just done stuff online. You know, I'll have a bit or whatever, and then someone else starts doing it, and you don't, you get mad at that. Well, that's different. Not a bit, not a joke. I mean, just like a thing I'm doing. Well, that's different because then you feel like someone's copying you. You know, whatever. I just just make another thing. But then some people, some people get mad. Like, oh, I'm doing a podcast now. He's doing a podcast. Well, you copy me? Like, hey, fuck face. You don't own podcasts. That's ridiculous. I have a podcast that's called the Joe Rogan Experience. That's fine. I've literally had that conversation with people where they were like, ma'am, but now he's doing a podcast. I'm like, what are you talking about, yeah. stupid? There's 600,000 fucking Also, it just podcasts. doesn't have to do with you. Just right. focus, aim your arrow, bitch. Like, handle mm-hmm. your own life. It's it's Deal so- with your own shit. I have lived as a victim for many years. It's There is a benefit to it because you're always fed it, you know? If right. you are looking at the world like you're a victim, you will be given- everything you need please don't stop using gender exactly. language exactly you're gonna be so everyone's gonna be disappointing you everyone's gonna be upsetting you or 
you can just accept some fucking responsibility and it feels so good. Yeah. It feels good. It does feel good. Yeah, I mean, it feels good to be calm and to, to just be at peace. And, you know, there's a lot of work involved in that. You got to fucking, you got to meditate. Mm-hmm. You got to iron out your own stuff. You got to exercise. It's you a progr- uh, pro- work in progress. Yes, we all are. I'm fucking trying, man. Yeah, we all I'm fucking trying. Um, I have to wrap this up. If anybody wants to see you, you are at the Comedy Store on a regular basis. You got any other dates? I'm at the Comedy Store on a regular basis. I'm at the Blue Room in Missouri. What's the Blue Room? Let's look it up right is it now. A city I have in Missouri, is it, or is it just you have to find it in the state? It's a big state. Is there a place? Let's look it up. All right, I should have had this. You don't ready. even know where you are. When is this? It's uh, Springfield, Missouri. Pull, talk in the microphone. It's in Springfield, Missouri. When is that? It is not this weekend, next weekend. It is on August 17th and 18th do in you Springfield, have Missouri. A website where people can find I all do. AnnieLetterman.com. And Annie Letterman on Instagram. On Instagram. I'm also at Go Bananas October, the third weekend in October. Which one? Go Bananas in Cincinnati. Beautiful. Um, at the right. end of October, second to last weekend. I should have filed these Andy ready. And my and my new podcast. Yes, Mean Inspiration on all things comedy. What is it called? Mean Inspiration. Mean Inspiration. Yeah. Okay. Annie, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Good to see you, my friend. I'll see you, you too. At the store. Yeah, I'll see you tonight. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Yeah. That was fun.